You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Favorite Nation Nam and Great War podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pads as flat to the ground, and the dice more often than not managing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy wants to play Early War again. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you want to pay for something you can get for free, you can now also become a Patreon supporter by following the link at the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co-host Duncan Squeeze My BMP Gosling. There's a lot more bits on a BMP to paint than I thought there was. Dry brushing doesn't work. <laughs> and Lee A A A A Aaron Parnell. <laughs> a Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode forty-one, the one where we made it to the new year. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Well, we're talking about the value of shotguns and canned food and how to build your own shelter. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a to service. Are we, are we in the second half? We're we talking about how to deal with the rad scorpions, or is that? Uh... <laughs> On a serious note, we're going to be talking about um, Internet Famous, um, saying hello to our new patrons. We are then going to be doing our normal segment of what we've been up to in Faces, Bases, Something, Something. We're going to be doing an airborne challenge for you and Hughes Army. And then we'll be um, answering our listeners' questions in an officer's answers. So, Duncan, how many, how many Iranians do you paint this month? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that many. It needs to be more. I need are to you, up my game. Are you painting Iranians right now? I am. <laughs> I'm painting Iranians That's the first right step. now. It is, it is the first step of the 12-step program. 12-step program for yeah. an Iranian army. I've, I've bemoaned it before, but it's because everything costs a... Bl- insert expletive point. So... It's not even that satisfying. I've got 16, no, nine, hold on, 10 T55s, five BMPs, and four Shilkers on the go, and it's worth 20 points. <laughs> did, you see my, did you see my thing for dry brush January? No, what was that? Well, I was like, oh, I could do this, I could do this. And then um, I got one of those challenges for Team Yankee. <laughs> well, they just got <laughs> distracted as usual. No, no, I just think they were here, they were sitting it's there. gaming the system. Yeah, so I was like, well, if I'm doing my Wheel of Fortune focus stuff anyway, you know, if I just... Oh, it's a, a bonus. This is bonus. Eight, bonus painting. Eight, eight challenges and two chieftains is 100 points. <laughs> That's the most depressing thing I've heard for a while. <laughs> if, only the Shah, if only the Shah has stuck out an extra year or so, so they can... <laughs> Yeah. The, the, the really depressing thing is those are the early challenges and the non-skilled chieftains. Ah, oh, see, I dream of chieftains because at least chieftains are like three points a model. <laughs> or at least you know that that feels like you're making some progress. But yeah, it's fine. I, I, I've got past the the heavy. Uh, these will be finished tonight. So, but I've got past the heavy the track painting on these. So that's good because that takes just, forever. Are you not just airbrushing them? I don't have an airbrush, Eddie. Oh. I don't believe in airbrushes. I think they're the work of the devil. Once, once we get enough patron support, <laughs> we can buy you an airbrush. No, no, it's the work of this work of Satan. He's, he's trying to, you know, he's 
the whole thing is, you know, you've got to blood, sweat, and toils to these things to make them worth it. That's the way. I'm, I'm going yeah, full Amish on them. Up, but now we can set up a sadistic GoFundMe to get you an airbrush. What, and then I'll have to use it because... I'll have to use it, and then we'll <sighs> listen to you swearing at it. Why is it clogs all the time? Clogs all the time. <laughs> yeah. Will it be like one of those Games Workshop ones where it was like a hand flamer that just didn't work? Well, it would if you put diesel in it. Oh, Jesus. That was mad. That was one of the maddest things I ever saw. Look at this. They worked pretty well if you knew what you were doing. Um, have you met me? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know I what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know. What, who are you? What's going on? It's probably been too long. Uh, um, we won't recognise you. Oh, my God. How many people are not going to recognise each other after COVID? Yeah. Come out well, of lockdown and just walk past your friends. Yeah, exactly. Just with some huge comedy moustache on. Yeah, because you're all but, up 300 pounds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, what else have I been painting? I've been painting. I've been undercoating lots of Soviets as well. So a lot of things have been sprayed white. So let me get you're, you're painting the world supply of uh, Iranian uh, of yeah, high GHK, G, uh, GCHQ. Yeah, hi, hi to my um, my officer, my intelligence yeah. officer. Case Happy worker. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Hope you get and yeah. uh, you know, obviously, if you're still in the office, make sure you're you're, you're managing your distances and stuff. Work safe. Yep. <laughs> I hope I get a Christmas card next year from them. That'll be that'll make my year. <laughs> It just has your name on. just appears at your house. Your name, <laughs> exactly. No address. no address, yeah. Oh, my God, no. Christmas present under the tree would be even better. Yeah, the occupier. Where did this Ooh. come from? I'm now wondering if I actually know anybody who knows anybody at GCHQ. I can pull this off. <laughs> well, the company I work for, we once did get us uh, a, a, an internet ticket, got a Christmas card from um, TFL. He's one of our customers because it had been open for a year. And they sent it a, a Christmas card. That didn't go down very well with the service manager at the time. <laughs> but um, oh dear. yeah, I'm I'm painting uh, Soviets for World War Two now. So I'm, I'm trying to do my snow my snow themed Soviets. So they're all getting a white, white undercoat. So, so how how do you how do you maintain your focus then? Is that by varying it like that? Sometimes it's just grinding through stuff like the tracks you have tracks and things like that. You just have to grind through like the pin wash. You have to grind through. I think for me, it's, it's just, I, I struggle until I start seeing progress. Okay. If that makes sense. When, when stuff starts coming together, I actually speed up if that makes sense. So it feels like the first few stages take forever. And then the little touches, um, they seem to go quite quickly. So but, you, 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 when 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 you're coming together, you speed up with the little touches. Yeah, and then towards so the end, we've got Operation Yule Tree on the on the list. Not only <laughs> oh, hi Noel Edmonds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's listening in, right? He's the super grass in Yule Tree. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's him or Tony Blackburn. So you know it's a oh. Um. That's so not going to go down with anyone that's not a UK resident. You know, start googling all these people. Yeah, big in Canada. They're like huge in Canada. Hi, Michael Bublé. Naked ladies. That's back to the Operation U Tree. But yeah, so how do I keep focused? That's a good question. I think. 
variety is the spice of life. I think you do have to change things. Yeah. Like, uh, like I've got the my BMPs for my Iranians. I've done one set as sandy coloured, and then I found some reference pictures that had something just the standard stock green with white graffiti down the side. So I have like done a, a green uh, platoon as well, if you like. Yeah. So it's just just trying to find any way you can to, vari- uh, to create some variety. Um, so, I think so with, tough one. Yeah. with the with these irregular quotation forces. Yep. Do you find like me that, like you say, you have so many to do, but then you find all these amazing, you know, historical references of these really cool looking abstract units, and then you realise that oh my god, if I want to do this, it's going to take even longer to finish. Yeah, but it doesn't. That's the that's the thing I think I find is that if I've got variety in it, it doesn't seem it might take it might actually take longer, but it doesn't feel like it does. Oh, okay. You got the temporal distortion stuff. Yeah, so it might feel like you know it might it, you might actually be putting more hours in, but actually because they're they're more enjoyable because it's little little things like uh, for example at the moment like I've just broken up all the T seventy two. They could have been done. They could have all been done. They were they're at a stage where I could have just washed the tracks and get them like done but yeah. then i found that you they um masked over the capture the rocky ones numbers with like whitewash so some of those have got whitewash on the on the side uh, of the turrets now and then other ones have got the original platoon markings from the iraqi army on the turret on the barrel and the to so the the fuel barrel at the back and the barrel of the gun what's the bit on the front lee of the i can't remember what it, the Mad- thing, bore, bore excavator the book thank you um excavator evacuator i think it, it is. takes gas out before it suffocates the crew yeah so that that has they actually had the platoon markings on that so i've started painting those in so i've got platoon markings but they're also platoon markings now non-platoon markers uh platoon commanders sorry because i've kind of figured that just because they were an iraqi platoon commander's tank doesn't mean that an iranian will go huh oh that's what they're for yeah yeah so and then also I found that they had like the Iranian tricolor almost painted on the side of some of them to again stop friendly fire. So you've got some of them now with that look like Italian flags on the side of them. Nice. It's just just stuff like that. I think it's going to look cool, but it's taken a hell of a lot longer. But it it hasn't at the same time. Yeah. If that makes sense, because it's like well, this is the bit that's the the cool bit at the end, having ground through painting tracks and camo and. All of that kind of stuff. This is the bit that I, I kind of enjoy, and I think it looks snazzy. It makes so, them pop. Yeah, it just makes them. Well, it makes them mine as well. Hopefully, that no one else will have, you know, exactly the same formation of tanks. They do. They are going to look snazzy. I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm quite excited for them. They were they were being a right pain in the ass, but now they're yeah. And source material fit photos are great. I know you don't like you and AK have had um, your differences. I'm still banned. Yeah, but that that book is absolutely brilliant. The book that um, so the Iran Iraq War in almost in color plates, but every color plate that they've got has got a reference photo. So if you can find a way to go out and steal that, I'd recommend that. Uh, please don't steal that. But yeah, it's excellent. Uh, I've actually found I was saying to Lee, I found a bookshop in it was in Sussex in Henfield again. That, that provided it. Oh, really? Yeah, called Panzerex. Oh, yeah, those guys. Yeah, because I was they they keep, I was signed up to their newsletter because thought oh that's that's quite handy, and they sent me one uh one of the newsletters came through and it had new books this month type thing, and one of them was yeah. like um yeah uh Viking in um the Eastern Front 1944, 
Cheering. around Hungary and stuff, which is, yeah. But I thought, oh, that might be quite interesting. 75 quid. Oh, yeah. The really rare stuff. 75 quid. Yeah, I thought it's not that interesting. Well, you know, if you're, if you're that much of an ardent supporter, you, you'll raise the company funds, won't you? <laughs> company funds? The fu- sorry, fu- the party funds is what I meant to say. I was going to say, what, they've, they, they've gone full-blown capitalist now. <laughs> yeah, I'll get these out of the way, and then I've been recording my progress uh, on the hobby, you know, the hobby challenge type stuff for the 2021. Right. And um, I've, built, so I've built lots of stuff. So my Soviets are nearly all built now. All the Churchills are built, all the SUs are built, all the ISs are built. So I've, I've been working through them. Yeah, I'm, getting, I'm in a good place, I think. I'm, I'm doing a lot of prep work, but nothing's actually come together and been finalised yet. So, uh, have you got any hints or tips for when you actually sit down to paint this stuff? Yeah. So, I like, imagine that like, you're sitting down and you've got... Yeah. I mean, how many do you attempt at once? Like, where, where do you... Because I, I used to try and get everything to the same stage. Um, I've t- been off more than I can chew here, which is the problem, because um, I undercoated um all of it in one go pretty much and then thought oh it's only it's only 10 t55s it's only four shilkers that'll be fine uh, that's too many i i, I think i'm going to go down back down to sort of five at a time right, right. i think i'm going to try and break it down like that because um this is too many because i got hot I, I spent an entire evening um the other night just painting tracks and then realized i'd only painted half the tracks i needed to <laughs> and at that point i just went I'm not starting anything else. I'm going. That's enough. Yeah. So I think that's too much. But I know some people work in huge batches. But I I, I think batch painting's fine. I think if I took, I think ten vehicles is probably the the very end limit for me. I think ten's probably just about doable. Yeah. But um, I think yeah, twenty that I'm looking at now is just it's too much because it's all the it's not the individual bits. It's all the similar bits that get a bit soul destroying. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's how I I think I'm going to start cranking them out, and I I think I'm going to change. I'll go back to paint some inventory after this now because I'll have I'll have had my fill of vehicles. So again, just to try and break up the what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't actually needed to take a break from 15 mil yet, which is good. Okay, that's something at least. Yeah, well, it it, it, will, it will happen. Everyone hits a wall. I did hit a wall over Christmas a bit um, and just stopped painting. And I think it's one of those things. I think we talked about it before. Momentum is a huge thing. Oh yeah. Uh, and so actually I kept the momentum up by building stuff. Even when I wasn't painting, I was just building lots of Soviet tanks and things. Hmm. Yeah. Apart from that, I've, I've got the only other thing I've got to really um, sort out um, is uh, my Cobras. So um, I've got some Maverick missiles that Lee didn't tell me about. Is it awful? I was trying to do you a favour. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see how bad they are for 15 mil. I can't believe that four of them is going to be that that awful. He says, Honest, you won't care. It'll be, uh, uh, yeah. uh, well, without knowing a Maverick, you'll be fine with it. It's me that's bugged out by it. It's well, it'll be, every time you get them out of the case. You'll be even more bugged <laughs> when they fire at you and things explode. <laughs> Because um, they're a bit better than the the toes, aren't they? I think I can't yeah, remember now. Yeah. Um, yeah, 
yeah, that, that's another cool, see another little cool thing. Just the the problem I have, and I think I've talked about this before, is I can't unsee things or I can't unhear them. So like when Rich Hardy told me that um, the New Zealanders didn't use the captured um, M11 t uh, Italian tanks, they only used the captured Vichy uh, Hodgkisses. I had to go out and then replace my already painted M11s with Hodgkisses because I couldn't, I couldn't sit there and play with them because I'd be like, that's wrong, that's wrong, <laughs> it's not right, it's wrong. So um, yeah, as soon as, as soon as you see stuff, it's like that. I really want to do that Hind, um, that converted Hind uh, missile pod thing. Oh, the BMP that has the Hind rocket pods on the top. Yeah, so the, it's got um, it's a, I think it's an MT MLTB. Is that right? MTLB. Yeah. MTLB. Sorry, um, and yeah, just doing that with the captured or the the, the downed Hind rocket pods. Apparently, it's quite it's quite a thing. Apparently. Well, you, see it, you see it all the time, like you know, but back of back technicals and everything. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going I'm to try and do that, and then also um, I would like to do, if I ever got the chance, is that I've I've seen some pictures of BTR 50s, which obviously you can't take in Team Yankee for the Iranian forces for some reason. Um, but they had they also mounted like the ZSU single barrels and quads and dual barrels and things like that on the back of on the or literally on the top of those. Yeah. So they welded a static gun to a BTR and then went, go on then, off you go. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to do that at some point because even if it... To be honest, if I didn't own the Shilkers already, I think that's what I'd be doing for Shilkers. Because I think oh, that'd right. be really cool. Uh, we, we, you know, I, yeah, I'll let it it's standing because it looked, like I said, it looked really cool. But it's like those um, Iranian... Uh, no, Syrian stuff. I think I, I saw today. I sent you over. Someone's 3D printed some the D30 artillery chassis onto T34s. Yeah. Apparently that's what the... And they, and they drive around back. Yeah. It's really cool. But it's stuff like that I can't unsee. That's the problem. I keep thinking about it going, oh, that'd be really, <laughs> that'd be really awesome. Uh, yeah, that'd be really awesome. Uh, yeah, that'd be really awesome. That's the that's why, uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of built Soviets now with undercoated white because I keep thinking about this pin washing with contrast paints. You, oh, okay. you, you tried that one, didn't you? I have tried it on some, yeah. I'd yeah, like to get it right. to the... I'm waiting for some more paint, actually, to come in, because um, I need the green, like the base coat green for the Soviets before I can start... Because oh, I'm going to dry brush next. So I'm going to dry brush the, where the um, green's coming through on the white. Right. If that makes sense. So it's like a reverse dry brush. Instead of doing a highlight, it's actually going to be the... Um, Layer below, yeah. The layer below coming through. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get you. Like, like I do with the chipping on the yes. stuff I've done, yeah. Exactly. But like on kind of a bigger scale, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. So that that I'm waiting for that to come through. Um, but yeah, I'm quite I'm quite interested to see how that's going to find turn out. Yeah, I've tried it on a test batch of the KV8. <laughs> KV8. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd like to see, get it to the stage where they've actually finished to see the final the final effect if you like so i don't know at the moment if i need to go back over some of the areas of the contrast with white to actually make it a you know a, a proper pin wash or whether i don't need to because um dry brushing will be enough to eliminate the need to do that yeah and if i can eliminate a stage that's always good less stages means faster painting stuff more things more things painted for when i can roll dice again well, I can bring out my painted 50 points of Iranians. 
<laughs> face down my uh, four challenges. <laughs> yeah. What have you bought? Well, <laughs> entire passage company with 10 T55s, right? How many points is that? 35. Um, yeah. I don't know if I have enough ammunition in my coaxes. <laughs> Could they all stand in a line? I might have a chance then. Oh, poor Pastoran. <laughs> well, so that's yeah, Lee's been busy as well. I've well, yeah, I've only paint, really painted six things when you get down to it. So oh, all right, you haven't been busy. Well, it's six Thank helicopters. Right. They're quite big. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of surface area to cover on those. Yeah. <laughs> are they full size, and were you using a small detail brush? Because <laughs> that would take a while. That would take yeah. a while. Airbrushed. Yeah. So I got six Lynx um, AH Mark One. Tech helicopters painted up fully. Literally just finished them today. Getting the um, rotors magnets glued in now. World's fastest helicopter. Oh, do you know what um, I found out about the rotors that really annoyed me on my PAHs? What's that? So I got the rotors magnetized and I got the mm-hmm. base magnetized to the stand. Yep. And then put them all together. And then I realized that the the rotor and the top magnet and the base magnet and the stand magnet were the different polarity. So my PAH actually leapt off the stand. <laughs> It flew. Oh, Duncan. I know. And I looked at it and went, oh, for f- I, I had to go and I have, I had to have a moment to myself because that really, it, that nearly sent me over the edge. I always remember the first army I did for Flames of War, I actually magnetized. But this is the first time I ever re-magnetized something. So I ended up basically, I only combined certain turrets with certain holes because I, <laughs> I, I was basically doing the polarity on almost tank by tank basis, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. A sharpie is your friend, everyone. Yeah. These days, these days, everything has a universal um, polarity, so I can basically put the turret of a BMP on top of Challenger Two and laugh a little. <laughs> Did you do the patented? Uh, I want to stick one to this cutting mat and use that as my base polarity for everything. Basically, what I no, kind of. I mean, what I do is I just get a tank I've already painted and just put the magnets on top, and that way it sets it. And that way um, it carries across the tank to tank. See, that's a lot more organised than I am. I do like the idea though, actually, just having the glued down magnet just to fight in future. Yeah, I, can't, I can't remember who did that. Someone, someone we know did it, and I can't remember. The Tinterweb, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was a. I don't know anyone on the Tinterweb. Do you know anyone on the Tinterweb? Hey, you two retrobates. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, not, it's not me. <laughs> and so the other thing I did was also, at the same time I was doing the pre shading on the Lynxes, I also pre shaded up the eight Battlefront Hinds. So I could basically plough straight. How many? Eight Battlefront Hinds. Eight? Mm-hmm. Because there's 52 but... varieties of Hinds, isn't there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. I've got another variety, which is the four Ravel Hinds. I'm actually currently building up to make it a total of 12. So. Oh, well. Yeah, what did you think of those? <laughs> they're all right, mate. I mean, they're not as optimised for so, wargaming. As, it's a as ringing the, endorsement. Yeah. yeah. Three stars. Yeah. <laughs> They're not as optimised for wargaming as the Battlefront one is. Mm-hmm. In some ways, they got better detail, but in some really weird ways, they got worse detail than the Battlefront ones. Oh, like um, all the sights, the, the sight system around the nose is a lot is vastly simplified compared to the Battlefront one, which is weird because really? it's more parts to it to make it so you could have more detail. But 
Yeah, a bit odd. Imagine it's an older mold. Oh, it's, it's, it's. I think this mold is ancient. Most most of those Ravel one one hundreds are like um, fairly fairly. Yeah. Not even Ravel. I think they no. It's just somebody else's molds they bought. Wrong, maybe, yeah. But um, it's the reason I got them was because they had the old um, the old Swagger missiles on, rather oh, than yeah. choose the spirals. So I thought it looked better for um, at the time these Germans, but probably now Syrians. See, that'll look cool mm. with the saggers on them. I like the sagger. It's a, it's a funky... It's like how a missile... You look at it and go, that's what a yeah. missile... Yeah. That's like. how you would draw a missile. For if an eight-year-old yeah. draws a missile system, that's what they it, draw. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But the problem is, because it's, it's not a very good kit, the missiles actually overlap the pylon. So if you actually ever fire that missile, the weak <laughs> thing get, get taken off by the pylon on the way out. <laughs> so I, I see a design way. floor. I see a design yeah. floor. But, um, yeah, so I, I bought, like I said, I bought four of them, um, so they can be fairly unique. At some point, I might buy another four Battlefront ones just to have all the Soviet ones the same. But it's a fairly low priority for the time being. Like I said, the Ravel ones will stand in till I get round to that. That's an awesome amount all, all 12, though, is the thing. Yeah. Well, well I want to try, by, by the end of this lockdown period, or at least the six weeks we assume the lockdown period is going to be, I want to try and get all 12 Heinz and six C25s painted up. Oh, yeah. And possibly, as a stretch goal, also the Tosses and the um, large Afghanistan company. Oh, my good God. Are you getting ready for Wolverine? Wolverine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making some bets what might be in Wolverine. So it's just yeah. like... Not a Toss. Not a Toss, no. I, <laughs> I want to see that on the tabletop. I'm, I'm excited for it. To see my first thermo bomba- uh, thermobaric barrage. Against yeah. your. Uh... Against the Versace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got this, boys. Good <laughs> <laughs> got this. Rage no. in the first attempt. Read yep. all your saves. Oh, what's that? Your, your, your save is four plus? Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Were all those hours of effort worth it? <laughs> oh, that would be crushing. Yeah, that would be the most crushing thing. How long did that take you to paint? Well, Lee was like, well, you know, the tosses took me what? How long did it take? Days. Yeah. <laughs> How long did it take to paint those passages? Fuck, go away! <laughs> no, I think the people against my, Brit- my desert British the, the first time, so that'd be a, a much fairer match. Apart from you know, the MLRS, but... Um... <laughs> it's just exactly the same thing. <laughs> well, no re-rolls in the save in that one, so it's not quite as good. Oh, yeah, that's that's terrible. That's yeah. not firepower auto, either. Not the firepower <laughs> comes up and you can't yeah, do right. Yeah, yeah, yeah for that brick wall that I'm not hiding behind. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, talk about brick walls. What have you been painting, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually well, no, there's no segue there, but I thought... Yeah. <laughs> I love that segue. Speaking of brick walls, Eddie, you're a brick wall. Yeah. I've called worse things, that's for sure. Well, um, that's what a Pershing is, right? Yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, from the hobby world of focus, uh, my late, late, late War Shermans, um, I realised I had a Pershing platoon that I never finished. Um, when you say you never finished, do you mean we're still in a box? No, they were built. Were they? Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, they were built. Oh, I'll get, I'll, I'll get back in my box, sorry. Just, I've just put paint all over my uh, housemate's desk. One second. Is that a euphemism? No. no <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, no, I uh, yeah had three Pershings. So I used I used to run for my third armoured uh, division out of Bridget Remagen. I used to have the I ran the Super Pershing, which obviously you can, <laughs> which is so much better than a normal Pershing. It is because it was a mobile pillbox. 
This thing's great. So refreshing. Just... Did it take off a pair of glasses and then and then jump into a, um, a phone box? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fine. It really yeah. was because it just terrified. You know, it's, it's an American list with a king tiger. It's got what a ninety mil gun on it. That's yeah, a long barrel. A long barrel knife. It's a long barrel yeah. knife. Yeah, with with panther Ooh. armor welded to the front of it. Um, good God. So it was at front armor thirteen. Jiminy. Yeah. Really? Uh, it's so scary. It's wearing another tank. Yes, <laughs> it's wearing another tank's face as it's as a mask. Oh um, my God. Yeah. So a super Persian was front armor thirteen, side of six, and the top of two. But it's it's ninety millimeter long barrel gun. It's a 40-inch range, rate of fire 2. It's anti-tank 16 with a throughout firepower. Uh, yeah, that's going to so, be a lot of points. So, so it was a it was a, a, a bail machine, because it never destroyed anything. Yeah, because of that 3-plus firepower. Three plus, but it will bail everything every you know all day long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they shared the same, the same box. So you could either have one Super Pershing or your platoon of Pershings, and that was it. Um, so, because I went to Carivery uh, at Battlefield Hobbies with the Super Pershing in the list um, as one of the, the core platoons, because the other one was the I had a mix of Easy Eights, Jumbos, yep. and a one hundred and five HVSS as well. Which what's the HVSS? Is that high volute of... something suspension? Horizontal, oh, okay. yeah, horizontal <laughs> volute um, sus- sus- suspended suspension. suspension. Yeah, so better than their normal 105. Spring suspension. High for, yeah, spring suspension. Yeah. So it had the whole smooth ride thing. So if you didn't, memory serves, if you didn't go over six inches, you still fired at rate of fire two? Yeah. With a 105? Well, the 105 was there for smoke because that was my way of dealing with Tigers. King, you know. Surely the way of dealing with Tigers was to hit him with a super Pershing. No, no. Well, King Tigers. Yeah. What do you think it would lose to a king tiger? Well, yeah, because they front sixteen and the bloody king tigers fifteen. Do you know the only way we can uh, decide this? Anyway, so I had the I've got the super pershing pretty much painted up, or at least to you know gaming standard, put it that way. Uh, but the three pershings had just kind of sat there, um, so I thought, well, that's a great chance to get these guys out and finish them off. Uh, then I realised that past Fez, the wonderful man he was, ended up gluing one of the rear bloody hole plates on upside down. Oh, oh. Okay. yeah. I was like, Wait, why is that on top? Oh god, and I couldn't quite hack it off with a craft knife, so I ended up filing all the back detail off. And I was like, oh, I've got stowage. I can festoon it with stowage. Damn you, past Fez. Yep. <laughs> yeah, damn you, past Fez. Yeah. Um, but you you fixed it with a camera net, so it's all right. Yeah. Caminets forgive all. A load, yeah, a load of. Um, oh yes. But the trouble is, then I realised that all my, I was like, "Where's my stowage? Oh, it's here and here and here." So then I ended up printing out like four bags of separate stowage and going, "Well, that's now something I've got to sort through and figure out." Um, so that slowed me down a bit. And then uh, I was like, "Oh, well, these guys need American decals. Where are my decals? Oh, they're here and and over there and, and some more here." And oh, oh, okay, that's another half a day gone to sorting through my decal collection. I, uh, I have a storage question. Yeah. Would, would, would it be a problem to stick like German storage on an American tank, for example? Absolutely. What are you talking about? No, would, uh, in genuine, like, would it would it matter? Would they would they have done that sort of thing? Oh yeah, 
like they you know the, the liberation in europe is mostly looting so yeah <laughs> okay yeah. <laughs> to be fair you, you can put you can stick german storage on a bloody station wagon in pittsburgh in 1946 and it'll be fine okay <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, oh yeah, whatever works works. You know, there's so many there's so many pictures of people. I mean, whether or not they would have worn that stuff into combat, you know, in terms of the helmets and crap like that, probably not. I yeah, yeah. I probably fall off helmets, but stuff like you yeah. know, jerry cans and just like you know, roll bed rolls that kind of stuff. It's all red for universal. Like most of it's stolen from the French in the first place, right? So yeah. it's liberated back. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I've got three Pershings that I've stuck a load of my storage on. Um, managed to find some jerry cans that actually fit because the Pershings themselves have the on the right hand side of the turret have little storage racks. And one yes, of the they things, do. Yeah. One of the things I've struggled with, um, and this happened with my oh, I built all my Team Yankee British tanks as well that I have here. Um, is finding stuff that fits in a storage rack. That just fits because it's the storage racks are very much the scale, and then the storage itself is done to the heroic 15 millimeter scale, so it all ends up being too big to actually fit into the scale. Yeah, um, I had to use Sky Trek, I was using Skytrex J cans because they're a bit more real scale and they fit in the actual bins a bit better and stuff. Yeah, like I got a razor saw and just cut them down. That's it works so. That yeah, for these guys that worked for the um, for the stuff in the Team Yankee things. I actually used World War Two. The ones that come with the Tiger Sprue are actually two scale. So the Flames of War Tiger comes with a couple of jerry cans, and they fit in the the Team Yankee um, storage bins on the uh, chieftains. And see, this is something I'm definitely missing out on. What storage? Yeah, you and you and you and Lee have better looking things. They look more. Um... I think we're just better looking. Well, <laughs> I can't. I can't argue that point either. But <laughs> I just mean that in terms of your stuff, it always looks a bit more um, lived in, a bit more actual. You know, in combat. Yeah, uh, it's not so pristine. It's once you start getting into the actual. Once you start looking at the the combat footage which is always a bit makes you feel uneasy you know um just because it's often quite horrific some bits you don't know we're going to stagger across Mm. um but when you start looking at what these things were actually like not in the promotional pictures and not in the after action you know parades and stuff like that when you start looking at what they're actually took into combat you tend to find that you know the tanks have everything slammed on the back in every conceivable space that doesn't stop the turret from turning through 90 degrees. Um, and the infantry don't have very much on them at all because they've dropped it all. Right. Because they realise that, you know, because they, much like in um, Band of Brothers, you dump all, you know, you don't... Is it Band of Brothers? Or is it in... Um, uh, what was it? The same Private Ryan. All their, all their big haversacks and stuff, they dump them. But if they sort of position, they dump it all in a massive pile. Because there's no yeah, point. Why would you carry all of that? Why, yeah. why would you run into battle carrying your bedroll? You know? yeah. mm. Or a saucepan. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. 
Well, it's useful if you're a hobbit. Well, absolutely. It's your, your key fighting weapon at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's 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 been fun. And there's, there's a couple of bits and pieces out there. And, and one of the things I'm going to do over the next week is, like I said, I've got all my stories together now, is actually sort through and kind of break it into national-specific stuff, which is like, that's obviously a German thing, or that's obviously an American thing. Um, and then, then have a big pile of just generic, you know, cover the word they use it in the modern making professional one um bits basically so does that mean you're so you've done have you finished your shit uh pershings no 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 okay so we don't we don't need to spin on the hobby wheel no we do spin on the wheel what for more yeah yeah because it's every podcast i get a thing and then that's the next thing i go on to once i finish these they're not far it's like today you know it just took a while to get them out and doing. The other thing is, um, is I've just been furloughed for a month, so I'm going to have my hobby time has just gone up exponentially. Uh, so, I'm looking, so it, mm-hmm. as I say, if people want to play along at home. What 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 um, software are you using for this? Uh, it Do you is. Let me just bring up the hobby selector. Hobby selector. It is wheel, as in W H E E L. Not wheel. wheel will decide all one word dot com <clears throat> and they comes up with a load of pre-made wheels for different things like deciding what takeaway you're going to have tonight which nope. might be quite useful for a lot of people in uh, in lockdown um but then you can make your own ones so you scroll down and you can have a wheel builder and add your bits and pieces um it's up to 100, I think, entries we said, wasn't it? Yeah, you came up to 100, which is quite a lot. Uh, the thing I realised is in the podcast, it actually has a cool, like, Wheel of Fortune, dick, 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 dick noise. <laughs> come across in the podcast. So I'm going to have to make that for you. Yeah, so I'm going to finish off these Pershings. Um, and I, this is working really well, because I never would have even considered painting these. But you've done them relatively quickly for you as well, I feel. Yeah, like, I'm the nicest possible way. Progress. Um, I put the decals on today. Um, and a lot of it is just helping me go through. Because personally, yeah, I've got a lot of this stuff, but it's been so pulled out and put away for different projects that it's all kind of a, a big jumble. So actually taking the time to sort through it takes a little bit longer. Uh, but I now know where all my decals are. I now know that I never have to buy another British decal again. But actually american decals i'm a bit thin on the ground for um which wasn't anything i kind of anticipated on no um, apart from i did realize that now they put the decals in with the unit cards yep i had to dig out my unit card box because i got the suspicion that there's about 30 <laughs> worth of decals stuck in that box can we can we linger on that point for a minute because it i i wish there was some more variety in those mm. Because you get like one set of numbers, for example, and it's like that's great for one platoon of tanks. Some I, I don't, do I, have. I, don't have. Because I noticed with the British links, there's two decal sheets with different. Num- they they look the same. Do you realise the X registration numbers they have are different on the two sheets? So I was able to do oh, six oh. links without any replication of numbers. Yeah, the helicopters are pretty good. Yeah. And they visited it with their um, unit markings as well. They had like two or three different varieties of unit markings sheets. So if you've got enough boxes, you'll end up with enough of those sheets, but I get a decent yeah. mix. See, I'm struggling at the moment because the, not for the Iranians. The Iranians, 
unit markings and numberings on tanks is largely um, uh, optional. <laughs> definitely, oh, it's definitely optional. But I was thinking, like, from a from my British that I want to do, um, like you need, like I've got to find some fifty-first uh, Highlander stuff from somewhere, and um, like for the for the Soviets, I've got to find numbers, but in red rather than white, and I don't know where to go, so I might have to pick people's brains for that. I, I'll okay. look for my transfers box. I might have some. I'll yeah, for sure. Things. Send us a picture of what you're looking for, and then. Well, I've read decals. Well, just whatever. You know, okay. like, I want numbers like this, and I need this particular logo. See, there used to be someone who used to do, do like different. I can't remember his name. Yeah, dog's now. decals. Um, That's it. But I mean, because a lot of mine were from him, but they're from about five or six years ago. And from what I can gather, the website's still up, but it's not fulfilling any orders. Oh, okay. So. So that's not a goer then. That's right. not a goer then, unfortunately. Um, okay. One of the things I'm going to look at is I have got a load of. Um, I bought some decal printing sheets. Oh, okay. So I'm going to have a look. Oh, at the water slide type sheets. Yeah, yeah, water slide decal sheets. So I'm going to have a oh. look at doing because it, it is there is a gap there and there is a, definitely some things for some room for people to move into that market for doing decent sheets as well mm. the overheads are gonna well i think i think the company that makes like the decal sheets for what their word is fantasy print shop yes and but I th- uh, yeah i don't know what it would do. it's probably not viable to do a custom run through something like that but yeah it's, it's definitely a niche because like i can't find 51st highlanders anywhere so there it's like a um it's like a purplish blue box with a big H and then a smaller capital D. Oh, those guys. Those guys. Oh, yeah. Guys. Yeah. Are these for the, sorry, what, what are these for? Tax? These for my, no, my British, they're for the carriers and things. Um, they're called, because cause they're the highway paints, they've also got some um, French signs to do for them so they can graffiti those. Would the carriers have them on or would the carriers be... Oh God knows. This I don't know. I don't know British enough. It's my first British Army. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Everything seems to have a bloody decal on the British thing. They've got weight numbers and war yeah. registration. It's always like to paint or... extra armor. That's why they do it. <laughs> it's just like they, what the... they. They were in Normandy, right? They yeah, were... they were. Yeah. Tell you what, what we'll do is I'll after this remind me I'll go get my um, Normandy color guide from a scale model, com- uh, scale model something something. Okay, and they, they've got loads of color plates and examples of what things should look like and explain in great detail what each marking is and why it has it or not. I've just got like like flashbacks now to my Dutch where they've got like weight numbers on everything. You have to get the right weight number. Oh, that was awful. Yeah. Oh. Otherwise, you'll go through the bridge when you drive over it. Oh. Now, I notice the Soviets don't have that kind of uh, level of detail. No, just send the first tank over, it goes through the bridge, and you know, it's not good enough. Yeah. Exactly. If it goes yeah. through the bridge, depending on how big the tank is, you can then just drive over that tank. Yeah, you send more tanks to its level. Then you... Yeah, like, come on, seriously. I was thought you send like a T-70 over first. Yeah, that's good. Right, excellent. Right, we'll send over a Valentine. Yep, that can go over next. Yep, still good. <laughs> Um, this is safe, right? Yeah. This is sure. Safe. Yeah. 
Should we do the the wheel of uh, hobby focus? Yes. Okay, so I've got the master one up, which has all the different game systems I currently have unpainted models for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that has one, two, three, four. Is this mm-hmm. is this the only? The, there's more than one wheel of focus, isn't there? Yeah. So the first, the way this works is we do the first has ten entries in for each system. Oh my god! And then all we right. go into that particular system's one sub wheel individual lists from that system and then i get to pick a unit from that that to add to the painting unit is this why battlefront doesn't have any stock uh potentially okay i just thought I'd ask. <laughs> yeah potentially you know if it all goes completely sideways at work i am just going to open up my own wargaming store on ebay for <laughs> for your from your many lockups yeah, for my many lockups and just clear through that way. Like, I, uh, <laughs> again, just point out to my uh, my officer at GCHQ, I don't own any lockups. Yeah, and all of mine are legal. Yeah, yeah. Um, just thought I'd mention that. They're totally safe. Just don't poke any of them with a flashlight because a hobby launch is a real, real yeah. threat. Exactly. They're not. They're not well, well organised or packed yet. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You ready? Go. Yeah. Oh, fate of a nation, Nam or Great War? Off to the start. Oh, that's a saucy side project. Yep. This could be interesting. All right, bring it up the wheel. It's loading. Okay. And uh, I'm going to do an article about what exactly is outstanding. My God, which is a long list of what's outstanding. Yeah, the over 100 uh, 100 projects that I'm working on. All right, you ready? Yeah. Oh, it is Nam Black Horse. Okay, that's that's like the tanks and stuff, isn't it? That is the armor personnel carriers, along with what have I got for those? I've got some Sheridans. You got the box set, haven't you? I have box set. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. got one pattern tank, the Sheridans, and the Black and the um, M113A cabs in it. Yeah, I have box sets. <laughs> I have. A oh, you got the, the last three runs of the box set. Yeah, <laughs> I got the. Well, yeah, I remember distinctly. Remember there being some very good troll trader deals that came up there with the free shipping. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. you, you can never have enough M113s. That is true. Stuff. That is definitely true. You can never have enough M113s. Is it is it M forty eights that are in that one? Yeah, M forty eight patterns. Yeah. Oh, they're they're an absolute sod. Good luck. Oh, oh, I hated putting mine together for my Israelis because oh. it's all metal and resin and metal barrels and. Ah, uh, it's just hobby softcore, mate. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. That, I said it was a nightmare for me. I didn't say it was for you. Plus, <laughs> you probably only got one of them in there, so you know. I'm yeah. still hoping for a plastic one one day. <sighs> Yeah, oh, not not before a plastic centurion, surely. Would be interesting. Either or, really. I mean, they, there's a case of both of them. That's cool. So, we, so is that that's US? Yeah, because Black Hawk. Yeah. Yeah, US US Black Horse. I'm sitting there going, that's probably the only list or one of the few lists on there I've not done anything for. <laughs> that's good though. On well, the bright side, you painted this like any other sort of World War Two style American. So, it's like... yeah, um, that's true. So do we go further, or is that it? Yeah, do we do dive further down and see what's? No, that's it. That's it. Okay. So, so what are you going to pick from that, though? Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe the Sheridans. That'd be cool. 
the little is, little light tanks. Yeah, yeah, little light airborne tanks. Um, depending on how, because I did have originally the idea was to do a crossover between that and Team Yankee. Yeah, because they're in the Marine list. I yes, think. he says convincingly. Yeah, or, no, airborne. Yeah. What, so in Team Yankee, they're in the, air, yeah. they're in the 82nd Airborne, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh. So the idea was then you could mix and match between the two, and they'll probably be in um, Checkpoint Charlie as well, maybe, he says, or they're a little bit late for Hopefully, that. yeah. What, yeah, the, Sher- the Sheridans are fine for that period. Sheridans, well, yeah. but the... You might find that they break them out of the National Guard at the end of the year for defending the homeland. Well, that's my, that's my fear. I'm not saying they're going to, but yeah. I was hoping they'd they take the opportunity. Like, won't they, Battlefront? You'll do them in plastic. And then... See, if we keep saying it, they'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Eventually. Yeah, well, some people confuse us in our relationship with Battlefront and think that we actually know what's going on. So, <laughs> Yeah, not a clue. So maybe they will and actually go, oh, we, guys, are we yeah, doing yeah. an M48 with M48 yeah. X5 options? And the yes. Uh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, 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 I guess we are, yeah. What, with, the army, with the army box set deal for the release? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm sure that Phil said they're definitely doing a plastic one. Hashtag at Phil <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely remember that. It was on definitely one of the live streams, 100%. 100%, yeah. Like, 100%, yep. Committed now, committed to it. Along with a plastic Sergeant York, because it's the place that makes sense for Sergeant York to actually turn up would be a National Guard unit. Is that, is that just so you can actually burn <laughs> once rather than just have a private soldier? <laughs> It's so I can actually feel them and actually feel good about it because actually then it'd be a real thing. <laughs> oh. Oh. Lee's, uh, Lee's hatred of the Sergeant York really does know no bounds, doesn't it? Spear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we could do um, um, Internet Famous. Internet Famous. Yeah. Uh, yes, so we have two new Patreons uh, of whom we are very, very thankful. Um, so the first one is uh, Scott Yep, that's definitely um, how you pronounce it. That's definitely how you pronounce it. Um, <laughs> for, those, for those who aren't aware, Scott threw us some shade about not being able to pronounce his name. So, um, yeah, it's got Achinihanyerson. H is the Hussein. I think the said said is silent. The said is silent. Um, and uh, and Andrew David, who uh, is our our two new. Uh, Are you patrons. pronouncing that right? I think so. Okay. Are you sure? It's going to be Andreo David. Davide. Yep. Davide. Yeah. Yep. Um, but obviously, anyone who unfollows us on Patreon um, has suspicious links, Mister GCHQ, yep. and should be investigated to the full extent of the law. That's right. And if you two would like your name mispronounced by Eddie. <laughs> Yeah, so we, 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 yeah, we're doing well on Patreon. We, we now have nine, which means that by the end of the year, we basically pay for hosting if we need to, which is really good. Mm. Everything else now is basically gravy. I mean, it's literally gravy. I'm going to buy some bistow. You're just going to yeah. buy <laughs> gravy. <laughs> some noir stock in a pot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was a, I remember the story about this guy who used... Um, it wasn't... There was rumours that someone had used gravy on something as basing material. What? I've heard this before. You're using gravy granules for like getting a mud texture. Yeah. No way. I, no. Swear, no, I swear I've heard the same thing someone which says was, before. Which was fine until they put a wash on it and it all just kind of wrapped <laughs> <laughs> But that, that would stink. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awful. 
It's like the old bicarbonate soda for for uh, snow, isn't it? Yeah, but but then but you, your models don't stink of beef. Right, <laughs> beefy models. Yeah, why why is does the it... revenge? Is the revenge of the, the Cheetos eater from uh, <laughs> eater from uh, from WWPD, but with with gravy? It's the British version. Oh my, yeah, it's the most polite <laughs> British version. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I just oh god, that made me feel sick. Can you imagine sitting there in a hot, sweaty room where you can smell his like slightly off bisto ah, gravy? Bisto. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, mate. Okay. Um, All right. Challenge. Should we do you and whose army then? Points yes. from above. Da, 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 yeah. Da. So, so this is a question from uh, Soren Peterson, who is a top fan. Top fan? He's a top fan on Facebook. I don't know if he's a Patreon supporter yet. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> Having our own teammates as a Patreon. Yeah. Well, well I haven't got Martin. Martin, yeah, so. Martin, Martin pays. Yeah, Martin pays is the privilege of being a team. It's like, <laughs> thanks, Martin. In his way. But, yeah. But, um, yeah. yes, sorry, what, is, what did um, Soren ask? Uh, Soren, sorry, yeah. I was just looking up uh, Atkinson and realised that it's a city in Kansas. Oh. Um, Soren asks, hi, guys. Thanks for the great job of the podcast. You're welcome, my friend. I've been listening to a different is, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say which podcast. Oh, yeah. Podcast. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Can you make a competitive airborne paratrooper Forsham Jaeger list where you include the information support, such as mortars and anti tank guns, or are they just too expensive? Mm, this is an interesting question. So I misread it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I misread the point of this question. So we mistakes so we, divided up, we divided it up into uh, three: divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Yep, because none of us knew what was going on, so we thought well, that's fine. <laughs> what was going on? Right? Yeah. I, what, when did you send this through? When did we talk about this, Lee? What, like, what time of night? Uh, so it came in. Came in yesterday afternoon. Did it really? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't think we can blame alcohol by that point. Oh my gosh! Well, I must have been. I oh no, that's right. I was I was pretty tired. Um, <laughs> so I, for some reason, I thought we we committed to painting the hundred points. So I was like, oh well, I've got. You better not. That's, I've done the whole said, infantry list again. That, that would... That's why. That's why I said Fortune Jaeger. So I, I'll do the Fortune Jaeger because I've got the entire metal company upstairs waiting to be done, and I could probably bash them out. You know, that'd be all right. I could get those done. And then I reread it this morning. It was like, oh, no, we're just making a list to talk about. That's a bit easier. Oh, uh, no, no. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. Eddie's committing to painting a fortune reading list now. It's on, the wheel. it's on the wheel of focus. If it comes up, it comes up. I was committing to painting this on the basis I already have the entire army apart from the, the, the dameless. <laughs> I will not because I've got every Iranian that's ever lived. <laughs> and their grandfathers to paint. And the, yeah. So yeah, I took fortune reading. Lee, what did you go for? You went there. Uh... I went to British Air Landing. Well, go to. You got the old yeah. Denson. You went full yeah. Denson. Went full Denson. <laughs> and uh, Duncan, you've got the American. Oh, the US, the Americans, eighty second airborne because a hundred first just shelves. All American. Yep, all American. None right, of it's half American. Worse. Who's got the best list? Who thinks they've made a competitive list for a hundred points? Late war. Uh, we we assumed late war, Soren. Um, yeah. We're sorry if not. It was mid-war. Yeah, we, we, yeah, you didn't specify, so it's going to be late war. Um, 
If it was mid war, it'd be the Italians. Oh, oh, oh no. Um, I, feel, I feel I feel happy with mine. Okay, Lee, Lee, talk us through your Denison covered hundred points of glory. Okay, so I was going for try keep market garden. Um, sorry, not market garden. D Day theme. So this is basically themed around doing the days after landing with all the kits arriving. But it's still mostly airborne. Um, so I've got three four-strength air landing platoons. So that's Ooh. six bent gun teams, one Piat, one two-inch mortar, plus an additional Piat. So you've got two Piats in each squad. They only get six stands? They get six Bren stands, a light mortar and a Piat, and they can add another Piat. So it's nine, nine total? Nine. Nine? Yeah, nine, yeah. Nine. Oh, that's right. That's because your parachute's actually worked, wasn't it? So Yeah. <laughs> well, these guys ride. These guys ride by horse, so it's even better. But yeah. So. Are you? Che- yeah. So these aren't paras. These are glider troops. It's still. We said airborne. We didn't say paratroops. Oh, it's still feels, airborne. They, like they got the badge. They got the wings. They got the berets. Like they got the berets. <laughs> they got the berets. It's more than the Americans did. Well, to be yeah, fair, they, yeah. I mean, to be fair, because I didn't really go to town with the actual formation support. I could have gone done these as paras. I think I'll perhaps drop something to pay the extra points to the power platoon. But, uh, I don't think we've looked at those, though. I think you've looked at parrots before. So airline is quite interesting as a, an, a yeah a change in tempo. Yeah, because airline is what I used to use a lot in version 3 anyway. So in version when we started playing it in version 4, I was using them as parrots. So this okay. kind of goes back to it again. But um, yeah, so I've got three platoons of infantry. I've got four three-inch mortars to give me that um, sweet um, artillery support on the first day of operations. I got four six-pounders. And then, although I'd normally go with a second lot of four six-pounders, I actually went with four 17-pounders on this occasion. Oh, yeah. On the basis, you start to see a lot more German heavy armour now. So, although, historically, I probably wouldn't have to worry about too much, with the Panther obviously kicking around, um, I thought I'd go with the four 17-pounders in formation. That's tasty. So that's a 71-point formation right there. And but, then, yeah. support-wise, I went with a Sherman armoured troop, um, three Shermans and a Firefly. Yep. I went with a Daimler armoured car troop, so two Daimlers and a Dingo. That gives me um, some spearhead, because there's no sort of foot-mounted spearhead, unlike, yeah, say, the Falschmega get. There's no, like, reconnaissance no. or anything, is there? No, cause, uh, but fortunately, yeah, the arm, you know, the six... Uh, uh, Armoured Airborne Recce Regiment aren't represented anyway. There's no Tet Rocks or anything like that, which is kind of annoying. Um, so I have to do it out formation by using what's basically Belgian Belgian um, armoured cars, if I remember correctly, were attached to, attached to um, the air, okay. air landing. If, if you wanted to use Tet Rocks, how would you use them? Just that interest? Would you, would you prob- use Stuarts or something like that? I'd, I'd pro- I could use Stuarts. I'd have used Stuarts or I'd use Dame, the Daimler stats. And pay a couple extra points to have all three be Daimler two pounders effectively. Okay. Yeah. I think the only difference between a Daimler and a Dingo is the is the main armament. It's got the two pounder. The armor stats are the same, if I remember rightly. And one didn't eat your baby. And one didn't eat my baby. No. Ringo ate my baby. Um, I mean, <laughs> the, the Tetrarchs weren't. I mean, I know they're they're cool and they're kind of they're landing with the Hamel cars and that kind of thing. But they how many were there? Were they actually? They had a full to start off with. They had a full squadron. Um, I think they landed some 
with the actual hammer cars and the rest arrived by sea. Um, they they lost them pretty quick, pretty quickly. I think by August they're down to half numbers. And they're getting more and more Cromwells replacing them, basically. <laughs> if you look at Cromwell and you look at Tetrarch, I don't know what I'm <laughs> Well, you can probably fit two Tetrarchs in a Cromwell. <laughs> two Tetrarchs, one Cromwell. Yeah. That's so, a bit of an upgrading on as well, isn't it? Yeah. That got me to 90 points. So to round it out and to really keep the theme, I went with a pair of Centaurs for 10 points. Oh. So I wanted to get four, but that's 20 points because centaurs are, are vastly appointed for some reason and never quite worked out. Because everybody's half centaur. Everyone's half oh. centaur. Um, yeah, the top half. <laughs> and then, so, well, the front half, I guess the front half, wouldn't it be? <laughs> the top half. Yeah. yeah, that's different to a mermaid, I think. <laughs> so that gives me like um, a pair of those 95mm. I'm, I could fire them as artillery, but obviously you know, they, they're a pretty handy close support gun. They got brutal. They're firepower T plus. They're um, yeah, they're pretty decent. Are they? Why would you pick those over the information mortars? Right. So that's a very good question. The reason is I was basically working out. I need forty points to go in reserve. Um, at that point, I was looking at two particular. So my on on my on battlefield, if I was in reserves, would be HQ. Two air landing platoons, the anti-tank guns, and the mortars. Which means if I went with pack howitzers rather than centaurs, they would be off table or some, some or an infantry off table. So I was getting to the point where I had no good options for having stuff on table. Okay. So the centaurs as mobile fire support kind of made more sense. Okay. And and you you, you said that um, four is a bit pricey. Would you? Well, yeah, because um, twenty points for four or two for ten. Oof. So I was kind of, again. There's nothing I really want to drop to get an extra two centaurs in. Yeah, that's but I can't. Enough. I can't like centaurs. I really want to squeeze them in the army, even if they aren't cost effective. And Mark is probably listening to this and going, "Why are you doing that?" <laughs> um, I mean, I could. I mean, one thing I could do is drop the centaurs and the Daimlers and squeeze in a DD armored troop or sort of Shermans. Oh, that'd be two cool. troops. But I feel I just need that spearhead, and the Daimlers are probably the cheapest way of doing it was to have a relative effectiveness and being in theme. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I say this is a list I probably quite happily take to a tournament if I was good, if I was going to do a late war Normandy themed tournament. So, so what information support did you take? So my information support was a f- four three-inch mortars. Yeah. Couldn't quite afford six. Um, the four eights so before. Four six pounders and four seventeen pounders. That's okay. all information. That's tasty. Yeah, it's quite a lot. That's quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, and those 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 air landing guys are not exactly slouches, are they? Oh no, I say I I am not going to defend with these guys. These guys are going to attack. I'm two piets, yes. two piets, fearless, cautious. All right, I'm trained, but I'm still deadly. So I'm still hitting them free. So I'm happy with that. It's like when I played you, and I didn't sit there and defend. I got in your face. Yeah, right I mean, you shot, you made me down with the half tracks, but um, yeah. It's a... Yeah, but that's because I had, you know, seven half tracks with four MG shots each. Not everyone, no one's going to be doing that. So yeah. I think that's, yeah, it's, it's scary when it's running towards you because it's, it's good stuff as well. You know, it's going to hit you when it hits, when it arrives. Yeah. It's, it's not going to just bounce. And if the enemy is all tanks, then, you know, Going the attack forces them to have half their army off a lot of the time, which could be quite handy. Whereas I would still have all my tank guns and two lots of infantry, 
and I'd have another lot of infantry and more tanks in reserve. So, yeah, that, those those seventeen pounders are going to upset someone. Yeah, if I can get right. a decent line of fire with them, and, yeah. I know that the Achilles is nominally, you know, it's it's basically better because they're mobile seventeen pounders, but the the static ones still, I still think are scary. Like this, you, you put them down and go, you can't go anywhere near these. I mean, even for, when, I, when I was using them in version three, if I put 17 pounds on the table, I'd, I'd and, and you even think, well, why do I bother? They didn't do anything. Well, I think, well, actually, they're doing the perfect thing because the enemy was staying well clear of them. It was channeling them in the way I wanted them to channel. So, yeah, they're exactly. air denial. Yeah, and they're not that they're not that expensive, I don't think. No, that's, that's the thing. They're only four points more expensive than a six pounder. Yeah. I was amazed by that. Yeah, the six pounder is not a slouch of a gun. You know, it's, it's a brilliant little ambush gun. And it's I don't eighty ten, isn't it? Eighty ten. Eighty eighty eleven. Is it eleven? Yeah, they 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 upgrade the APDS rounds. It's just it just stops assaults. Yeah. yeah. If you've got a, some of those sitting there in defensive fire, you just your tanks go. Oh no, I can't assault those riflemen or. Well, you put them in ambush, and then he starts getting really scared of those tree lines. <laughs> no, no, they don't, Lee. <laughs> what they do is they forget how scary they are inside armour. You just drive forward and then wonder why your core platoon's just disintegrated. And then you remember, <laughs> oh, yeah, this happened to me before. I, I think that's really cool as well, because the, the, the air landing stuff is almost self-sufficient. Yes. Because with two peers, that's not, it's not going to stop someone doing something, but it's going to make them think think about what they're doing. If they're going to come and assault you with something like a Panzer IV or, or equivalent. Yeah. I mean, the big change for me here is I dropped the gammon bombs. I've been, I've been trying to use them a few times. I think I found I never once really used them in the game. Yeah. The issue I have with them is they're still one shot, right? Yeah. Whereas everything in late war now tends to be moved to you kind of just get it. Like the the Russian ones, the RPG-7s, you just yeah. get them each turn. Yeah, RPG one. I mean, yeah, not RPG sevens. RPG twos. I think. RPG, yeah. Yeah, bring my RPG sevens in World War Two. Be fantastic. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's not the right thing. Making made battle tanks. That's not the right thing. <laughs> Backs out. That's not right. <laughs> but yeah, that, those those things are always on, and you get two. You don't get every stand, but you get two stands. And I think my problem is that I've never, even with when Midwolf very first came out, and you had the Panzernackers for the Germans. I couldn't get more. I was never in a situation where I had more like two or three stands in a combat, and I was thinking, do I want to? Do I want to burn this now? You know, it's not. It's not going to. You really need like a decent number of units in contact to make it worth your while. Yeah. And I think you're right. It, it, it stacks up quickly. They're what two points each, the gammon bonds. Two or three points. Yeah, it really, yeah. really adds up quickly. I mean, and ultimately, yes, it's. Yes, it will actually do to heavy tanks, whereas a P, because the way it works these days, in side armor will, will struggle being eight tank ten. Yeah, it just it just didn't come up enough, and I was just thinking, that's nine points I've burnt for for three cards I didn't use the entire game. That's yeah. that's a unit. That's by well, no by any standard, that's another unit I could. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm coming more and more around to that that school of thought is that um, looking at it and going integrity is great. I don't really need to. If there's no point in me doubling down on on paying more points for something that's not going to come up or is going to come up situationally, if they were a point each, I think it, it might be more palatable. But they're not. Yeah. And I mean, but if you're playing scenarios, it's different, right? So you, if we're doing a on oh, scenario, yeah. go right. Everyone's got gambling bombs. Great. If we're okay. if we're doing literally like a D, you know D you know for D day landing, 
I'll pray yeah. go of them because I wouldn't be having any support. I'd be literally the guys who landed that night. Yeah. Yeah. With a sock full of HE. Well, Eddie, you want to take yours up next? Yeah, so uh, I, I see your air landing Red Beret nutters and I uh, I raise you um, with a Forschmjäger platoon um, because our parachutes aren't quite as good. In that they... <laughs> and we don't, you don't have any at this point, do you? Well, we don't have any at this point and they're probably the only airplane they've ever seen have been allied ones flying overhead. Yeah, uh, which they ducked for. Yeah. Which they duck from, yeah. No, do, do you know about the Forschmjäger pa- parachutes? Uh, is this a static line? They're, well, they're, they're all static line. There's no free falling. Free falling. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. um, no, the, the that's still one of my favourite things from last year. Yeah, go they, on. Sorry. They attach to um, the harness just under the armpits in the back. Right. And then from there, it goes to a single point. Oh, that's, helpful. Which then goes to the parachute. How do you see that then? So exactly. when you when you you don't you just dangle <laughs> and round. Um, wow! You you come down and you're you're kind of like leaning forty five degrees forward, which is why you're not allowed to carry anything, and you have to have all those those knee pads, because when you land you kind of combat roll. Well, you hope to combat roll. Well, you hope to combat roll, or you break something. Um, yes. And that's why that's you can jump lower because of that, because the parachute opens quicker but it's nowhere near as good. And it takes you longer to get out the actual harness than the, the allied ones that were a bit more developed and had the conventional two, two shoulder attachments. Um, so the reason I'm going on about this is because because of that, because you were going to break things and then lose people before they got their equipment out of the containers, the Forschenjäger platoons were bigger. Yeah. So my wow. Forschenjäger platoon has 10, 10 MG42 and K98 rifle team stands. Yes, that's chunky. So 10 stands, uh, which have Panzerfausts, because, you know, why wouldn't you? Uh, you can add to that two Panzerschreck teams, which I've done. Oh, my God. Um, and then, rather than have the MG42s as a support platoon, I put them into the platoon itself. So you also then add another two MG42 HMG gun teams. Yeah, that's the way to do it. So that's the full potato. So that's the full potato, 23 points. Consistently. 23 points? On Ten, one platoon? 11, 12, 30, it says 14 stands. Oh my God. Right, which aren't going to be testing until they're down to three stands. At which or, point or, as I like to call it, never. Never. <laughs> right, which will always have a Panzerfaust, have two Panzerschrecks in them, and are pretty scary. But of course... You don't have just those. You then also have the other company, the other platoon, which is also fourteen stands. So that's that's twenty twenty eight stands of of Forschmjägers. Oh Lord, as the core um, with your two command stands, which are SMGs. So they'll be running around giving them no Panzerfaust. No Panzerfaust in there because I oh. took I went for the Panzerschrecks. Okay, because the Panzerschrecks give you the option with that that's massive. Very, I like you. With that massive blob, you can move. When you're moving, you'll get, you know, you can get up to three shots on the move. Mm-hmm. We'll come onto that in a minute while they're going to be moving. Um, then I've got four eight centimeter mortars um, for the simple fact that they give you smoke. They are so pricey, aren't they? Though? They are. They're eight points. They're two points each. So, yeah. But 
I mean, they're these guys are all um, veteran, right? Uh, yeah, and they also hit in four in combat, which I love. I love the idea of them just waffling someone with a mortar around. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've got two platoons of those. With the mortars, really? Yep. Are they in formation? Yeah, in formation. Because you can have one lot of eight centimetres and you can have another lot of either eight or the 12. Ooh, were you, tempt- were you tempted by the 12? I was tempted by the 12 because that's better firepower, but yeah. loses smoke. Okay, fair enough. So I went back to two lots of eight because that gives you two smoke bombardments or twice the chance of getting the one smoke barrage you need <laughs> when you need it. Yep. And if you range in, if you've got that, if you've only got one infantry platoon that's dug in, in a building, if you range in with both lots of mortars, yeah, you're going to mess it up. Aren't you? You're going to mess it up. It doesn't. You don't need the firepower if you're rolling that many dice. Uh, yeah, someone's going to get hurt by that. Yeah. The only problem with the stumble is it's quite short ranged. Was it thirty-two? Yeah, because it's a sawn-off mortar, so say like forty-two rather than forty inches. <sighs> yeah. Is there any change with the sawn off mortar? I suppose they get an eight inch difference. It's not really come about often. Well, <laughs> some of the eight inches is a lot, Lee. With, with this skill they've got, if you need to, you can move them and dig them in. True. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you lose the round of shooting, but you can yeah. get them up there if you need to. Well, I suppose you can you can follow me, can't you? Because they're three plus fearless. Uh, not with a gun team. Are they not? Can you gun team? I, I, I've not played in so long. Your gun teams can follow me. I, I don't think they can blitz. They can't blitz. They can't. They can. Well, no, all they can do is dig in and cross here, isn't it? I don't think oh, they really? can blitz awful in there. Yeah, yeah, that's all a gun team can do. Oh, it's because the they're, oh, they're like not blitzing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know you can blitz them, but I thought you could follow me. Oh, okay. No, yeah, it's only, it's only those two that you can do. Um, that sucks. Speaking of gun teams, in formation, yep. another four pack 40s, 7.57. Yeah. Which four are pack 40s. Ambush platoon of doom. Big um, bases? Big bases, big smiles, don't care. 80 12. 80 12. Four of them. Yeah, yeah that's going to that's gonna ruin Sherman's. Chairman's Cromwell's, anything like that. It's going to hurt. Um, so that gives you your, a bit of range. Um, and couple of that, in support, three Stugs. Full Schmeager Stug assault guns. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you go straight up Stug or did you have a Stu in there as well? Straight up Stug. Okay. Because yeah. I'm not, I don't need to dig out infantry because I've got infantry. Fair enough. You know, and mortars for that. So um, the reason being, and here's the clever bit, is out of that because they're 17 points your reserves are just one of the Forschenberger platoons and the Stugs that's good I mean I, I got four units which takes forever to get everything on the table yeah. and just two is a big boom so you can you can roll one on depending on what they put to cover the reserves depending on what mission you're playing you can just roll, pick which one you want roll that on the board so that's if you went max platoons um, and I also came up with a plan B list. So that's 100 points oh, on really? the Yeah, yeah, I did plan B. So like, that's if you put all your money, all your eggs in one basket in those massive, chunky platoons. In, and, you know. And, and you'd attack with those, or would you sit and wait for someone to come get you? Because they're big platoons to try and whittle down. I think it depends what they, it really depends what your opponent's got. You know, 
if they've got if they've got salvos, then oh my god, you're, you're up and at them. Um, but conversely, that that's kind of where I was going with. Okay, you know, two massive lumps of, of stuff with some mortars and some guns. It's not it's not the best in the world, but the fact that the only thing that isn't information is the stugs. Yeah, it's two massive blobs. It's like they're going to waste their time trying to kill your mortars and your pack forties, and they're just not going to break you because you've still got your HQ and two massive lumps of fortune. <laughs> yeah. Laughing, it's just not going to run away. And as long as you can get pressure on them, you know you, you've got the option of just kind of dictating the flow of the battlefield. Then, um, then I found the Fortunega defensive breast card because I was like, I don't yes. have any scout. Yes, and I That's went. Good card. Oh, Oh wait a minute! So, essentially the same list, but you drop down the second platoon of Forshmiega to seven, and you only give it Panzerfaust, not Panzerschrecks. Yep. So you still got your massive Uber twenty-three point blob of death. Mm-hmm. Um, you drop that down to seven stands. You add in seven beach bums, pan- yep. uh, beach defense grenadier platoons, which are in formation. Yep, you swap swap out a platoon for a beach defender yeah. platoon, don't you? Yeah. So you can have three. So that, that gives you another formation of infantry in formation. Uh, with so seven stands, MG42, K98, so rifle MG, with Panzerfausts. And all your Force Major units get uh, spearhead. Yep, it's a glorious list. I love that one. So The card, sorry. The, the card's yeah. brilliant. So at that point, you then put your beach bums sat on one objective. You've got a blob of seven Forsham Jaeger on another objective, if you want, or the pack 40s. And then everything else goes forward. Not the mortars. You don't run the mortars forward. You can do. You can do if you want. You might, you, you might need to do because they're quite short range. But one, of the funniest thing, one of the funniest things I've, I've discovered is don't be scared to use your gun shield with pack 40s so the amount of games i've had where people have tried to sit outside of pack 40 range to snipe with whatever and they've been kind of like plinking away and they're just like oh i'm just outside of range i'm, I'm 33 inches or whatever and then you just move the move the pack 40s forward do they have a normal movement or do they have a is it a run only a dash only sorry i think they're tactical too i think they are yeah. still considered medium guns so yeah, so you can't even move them and fight a bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah. So when when they're right when they're sitting there going, oh, I'm a millimeter outside of range, and all of a sudden you just move them forward, people's faces drop at that point. If only they blitzed. Yeah. Arterium. Yeah, I know. Yeah, don't, if they've got artillery on the board, don't get out of the don't get out of the <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> if you're ranged in, maybe not. Cool. I like that. That's that's a. That's a you know, that's FJs. I mean, for me, the big thing was putting the MG42s in the in the platoons because on their own, they're just they're too situational. Yes, I I liked the pack list card with those. So you turn them all into individual machine gun nests. Oh, a pack front. No, the, oh, machine, the gun machine gun nest. Yeah, oh. it's two. I think it's two points, um, and yeah. then they they turn into individual units again. And I think I think we've had this before on one of the lists I did. I think because they they still count as Fulshmiego, if you use the uh, second um, second Fulshmiego cards, they can then spearhead still. <laughs> you can't spearhead a bunker. It's just a nest. It's, it's just a nest. It's just a nest. 
Pack 40s are tactical two inches. Tic Tac Tactical 2. See, that's, yeah, that's useful. That's, is that drop down? Or am I thinking of... No, I'll tell you what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of my early war FJs with their gliders and the two centimetre Pack 36s. But no recoilesses. No recoilesses. See, I, I really like the idea of doing the 105s um, howitzers just as recoilesses. Recoilesses just aren't an idea, aren't an idea I can get behind. Pourquoi? Because it's a recordless rifle, that's a really bad idea. Well, it's no worse than, you know, firing an RPG from a house, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or in front of a brick wall. Yeah. Uh, public health announcement, that is a really bad idea. Do find a recordless rifle. What about if it's on Except a Jeep? There if you fire an RPG or a recordless rifle from an enclosed space without doing careful preparation first. Yeah, you've got to do a full risk assessment. That would be brilliant. Look at a few walls. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, man. I've um, fight for, uh, forgotten weapons. Did the uh, old gum Jesus went over and did the US recordist rifle, the one that's on the um, the Jeeps and stuff. All right. And he, yeah. Interestingly enough, he said the thing, the, the most dangerous thing about these, obviously the Black Blast everyone kind of knows about, but it's when people make their own ammunition for them. You've got to get the weight of the projectile right. Yes. If you mess that up, then it completely cocks up the pressure balance. Yeah. And you can end up having really, really bad days. Yeah, because that's how recoilless works. You send the same ma- mass flow back as you do forward. It counts. Yeah, yeah. If you get that wrong, you're not recoilless anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you're either, yeah, either going backwards or forwards at high speed. Yeah, you're moving. The yeah. And then you get a nice <laughs> banana gun, yeah. Banana gun? Well, the whole thing—the whole thing about recoilless is, is obviously it's designed the pressure vents rather than gets contained. But if you've got too much mass in the front, then it's not going to be able to vent out because it's not shoving, yeah, quick enough. So you get too much pressure in the barrel, and the whole thing explodes. And those barrels were too lightly built because because they are low pressure guns. Yeah, that's the whole idea. That sounds like Christmas dinner. Too much pressure at the front, not enough at the back. <laughs> That's Weight distribution's wrong. What kind of Christmas dinner are you go for? <laughs> well, a heavy one. A heavy one. A heavy one. Boy, it's a recordless Christmas dinner. Yeah, exactly. Keeps repeating. It's a repeating <laughs> recordless rifle. Recordless, recordless dinner. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Duncan, what, what yes. taste of freedom have you got for us today? Well, after I did it wrong the first time round. <laughs> I then went back and, and looked at my workings. It's more you went, Ed, why have you taken all these... Uh, They're more to the rubbish. Why have you taken them? Yeah, because that's the whole point. <laughs> I may have misread the brief. I'm just saying. So I went back and looked and went, hmm, I wonder what the maximum amount of infantry I could possibly squeeze into this could be. Oh, God. So I actually did a two-company formation. Or two-formation... Um, four, sorry. What? So. Yeah. So the first formation is Paris, and the second formation is Glider Infantry. A, because I thought that was cool, and B, I thought no one's going to expect that. <laughs> so uh, my Parachute Rifle Company is the um, command with two SMGs, then uh, one, two platoons of the Parachute Rifles with additional bazooka, because you always need the additional bazookas. That's that's the point, I think. So having, um, yeah, two bazookas in each uh, platoon is awesome. 
Um, and you've also got that one little 60 mil mortar, which I didn't realize. I thought it was like the British one, but it's not. It's actually a barrage weapon. Yeah. So it gives you a one-shot barrage. Yes. That's not very good, but it's, it you know, it something. Well, that's it. You're just going to end up with a lot of templates in this, which is fine. So drop them off and then run forward with everything. Um, then in the rest of the formation, I put in the 57 mil guns. So there's four 57 mil guns, which is great for 10 points. And then the four Jeeps with 50 cows, because that gives you um, recce, which is, you know, going to be handy. And also um, just four 50 cows running around. Can't, you can't really argue with that for four points. Um, it's nice and useful, utility unit. Um, and then the second formation is glider rifles. So that's, again, the two SMG Thompsons. Then um, the large... No, it's small, actually. I think they're the smaller um, rifle platoons. They're only seven strong. So it's seven uh, Garands, uh, two bazookas, because I've added the second bazooka in again, one M1919, and then another 60mm mortar. And then I added a platoon of 60mm mortars. So that's another barrage. Um, it's another three of them. And then another three 57mm guns. So that's a lot of 57mm guns, a lot of mortars, a lot of scary infantry if you want to run it forward and a lot of bazookas. Not as many as an ARP, but, you know, what what has got as many bazookas as an ARP? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Nothing. Bazooka yeah, Bazooka Factory probably has more ARP, uh, bazookas, <laughs> but there's not a lot else. Um, and then in support, I thought, well, what what's kind of in theme? What, what do I need? And I thought, well, Thunderbolts, they could be useful. So we can, you know, try and keep the Germans pinned down with rocket fire and just cannon fire and just being annoying. There's going to be, I think, Thunderbolts are useful enough that there'll always be a target. Yeah. Um, and then four M10 tank destroyers. Oh, my God. So to, yeah, and they're the only armoured fighting vehicles in the entire list, is the four M10s. So the plan with that is that it's, I think there's only two, well, there's only one unit really out of formation. So out of that 100-point list, there's only 16 points that's not in a formation of some kind. And half of that's flying, right? Uh, yeah. So, the, well, the only one platoon is the M10s that are on the ground that are out of the formation. And then you've got the, yeah, the flyboys just circling around doing their thing. I think that could be quite scary because if someone's not prepared for that level of intense infantry, um, they're going to struggle. Yeah. You know, um, the bazookas help them be self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. um, so having two in every platoon, that's eight bazookas just oh. sat there. And the, you know, the 57s are, I think, I think they're 80-10. They're not 11. I think they're only 80 they, they, they haven't got their, um, they've got no HE. I don't think they've got the APDS runs. So, yeah. yeah. So that, but that's still got seven of them, which is... Yeah. <laughs> Well, exactly. That's that's gonna. I did think about the three-inch guns, but I don't think that's very airborne. -y. I know the M10s probably aren't either, but I thought well, at least they're, at least they're mobile. They might be. I, I was trying to struggle to get anything that was, you know, think what was probably higher end AT that would support air airborne troops. They they glided in the three inches. Oh, did they? Right. In that case, I'd, I would probably switch swap out the three-inch guns. Correct me if I'm wrongly, but that's I thought they were um, silence. Oh, you don't okay. you, do you not know because it's not covered in Denison? Yeah, yeah it's not. I'm just looking, just look, got the book open. What was the question again? 
Three inch guns, did they um, drop them in via glider or did they just right, land so them? The, so they did both. Um, the, the parachute ones were parachuted. They broke them down, they assembled them. Oh, wow. In, in um, that case, then I, I would definitely take them over the M10s. Yeah, because they are parachute 75 millimeter. Yeah, you can get the glider bit. ones as well. With the glide, they actually load them up into a Waco and put them in. So yeah, I would top those out. So that gives you four points. Then left to play with something else because they're only twelve points. I think the three-inch guns compared to the the sixteen for the um, tank destroyer platoon. I'm just curious about something. Yeah, so four paratroop ones are are twelve points. Yep. I'm just looking at the glider ones because obviously they're trained, but they might be cheaper. Yeah, so for the same amount of points, for 12 points, you can get six glider 75 millimeters. So yeah, but that's the, that's the packs, though, isn't it? It's not the, it's not the, they're the pack howitzers, they're not the three inch um, anti tank guns. Oh, right, sorry, I, I missed this is the question. Sorry, the three inch anti tank gun is not yeah. parachuting, no, or glided. No, okay. It's not, it's not an airborne thing at all, it's too, way too heavy. No. Oh. If, they, if Americans had Hamilcars, they probably could have done it, but they didn't. Sorry, I, I thought when you said 3-inch, I was thinking 75mm for some reason. No, so. see, I, I steered clear of the 75s and the, and the 105s, because the problem we got is that they're... I actually looked at the glider ones again, because they're, they're slightly cheaper, but they're just so... They're so mediocre in terms of their AT. You, you're just using them for more barrage, and yeah. I've got so many barrage templates, yeah, it's not particularly yeah. reliable but you've got like four single tube 60mm mortars and then another 60mm mortar platoon. Yeah. Like something's going to get hit, even if you're re-rolling hits on fours. Um, I don't think you need that. And I don't think, you know, 86 and 87 is not really that helpful. Um, I could be wrong, but that's what it feels like. No, I, um, t- I tend to agree. I, I didn't go pack out for the same reasons, just not really bringing much to the party. I just think it's it's just a li- that little bit too pricey mm-hmm. to you know it, they're not they're not really going to fend off anything other than sort of very lightly armored troops by themselves. No, um, and even the mortars I think are expensive. I think I went for the sixties because you get three for two points, whereas the eighty ones you're looking at I th- I think um, to get three is something like I don't know if it's four. I think you get two two for three points. So they're just better value just to get another template. Yeah, they're only 32-inch range, but it's it's just another template. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's kind of what I was thinking. It's, it's quite hard because you just don't have any high-end AT without the M10s. And then I thought, well, even the M10s aren't that high AT. They're still only 12. Yeah. Um, so then do you actually bother? And if you don't want to bother, then I would just probably put in another um, platoon of rifles with more bazookas and just go, well, I'm going to struggle yeah. to take out Tigers, but other than that, I don't I really care. All up for very, lots and lots of turns. Well, yeah, ultimately, if it's not a Tiger, they're still not going to assault you no. without taking out those bazookas first. So it's kind of the same thing. But I think I think the, the, the scary thing about Paras and the airborne troops in general is that they're big platoons and they hit hard and they don't run off. They don't run off, yeah. So... You, You've really got to um, shift them. You've got to kill them. Exactly, and I think you need to maximise that if you're going to go full bore on that. I think I think we talked about it before. That's the why I put the airborne gliders in is that their support is just a tiny bit cheaper, um, and it makes it worth worthwhile. You can't, you know, the the four mortars in the uh, 
para platoon is eight points, same as the British. Yeah. So you know, if you get the the three for the um, airborne troops in, that's two points for three. It's right. just so much more, um, you know, so much cheaper. And I don't think you lose a lot of bang for your buck. And I thought actually, airborne troops and paras might be cool. And I hadn't really thought about um, reserves or anything like that, but I thought it'd be quite nice to have the paras landing and being on the table, and then the airborne troops kind of coming in from reserve. The glider-borne troops, sorry. Mm-hmm. Nice. But that's, yeah, it's hard. It was trickier than I thought it was going to be. I think, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there. It's like in real life, you know, the, the information support is all stopgap measures. Uh, yeah, it's expensive for what it is because they're good. They're well-trained and well-motivated, but it's not really, you're not really designed to take on front line units, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You, you, you support units. So you're supposed to hold just long enough until your big platoon of nice mainline battle tanks come and do their job. Exactly. Yeah. So, in that list, would you think it would be better to swap out the tank destroyers for like 76 mil Shermans, for example? Would that be more reasonable rather than yes. tank destroyers leading the charge? I think that okay. gives you more flexibility because the tank destroyers of air, all they can do, really do is hit tanks. I mean, they can provide some fire support if the threat is too high. But that extra front army you get with a 76mm plus it's got the same you know, tank value on the gun. Yeah. I think it's got to be the way to go. Because I think they're eight, 18 points maybe for four, uh, for the not veteran ones. If you get trained. I think yeah. always Because you get that um, extra rally, um, sorry, remount, or is it last stand? I think it's last train stand ones. on the trains. Yeah. yeah. Train was train, always... You hit on threes, but yeah, you... Um, you do hang around a bit better. I think they're threes last hand. Yeah. So 76, the trained... Nice, no, sorry, the veteran. There's the trained ones. I'm, I'm literally watching paint dry. Don't worry. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I uh, literally... I was like, oh, it's got a bit quiet. What's going on? Because um, I was... I was about to paint this stowage on my Pershings. I was like, oh, you know, I need to get the car key on there and get pick out some of the pouches. I was like, oh, no, I've just painted those black brown. I need to wait a minute. I'll watch okay. those five before I can do anything else. So um, the trained ones, it's 18 points for four M4 76s yep. or three for 13. I think, the vets are, I think the vets are four for 22 from memory. Yeah. So they're about a point more expensive each. So, yeah, I, I always think that the trained ones are quite a good value. Yes, I agree. And they're so cool. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I was originally thinking of trying to do a bulge list, bulge S list for um, the Paris, but you don't have the the kind of support esque bits. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's so, wait for books. Yeah, so I, I, get, I abandoned that and just went. Yeah, that's fine. One to revisit later. So yeah, yeah. I, I quite like that though. I quite like the double glider. The, the, just lots of elite infantry. Yeah, I mean it would be interesting as well because the the US gliders um, had regular infantry uniforms. They weren't giving anything special. Yeah, so you could just use your infantry as infantry no, as glider-borne troops. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean still confident, trained, aggressive. You know, it's uh, yeah. Yeah, it takes the mick as well. They weren't giving extra combat pay either. That's not any more dangerous getting, you know, landing yeah, by a glider, is it? Yeah, it's a car, right? Yeah, it's fine. 
Absolutely <laughs> fine. This is a different way of getting to the battlefield. Exactly. <laughs> cool. All right, yeah. shall we off to answers? I guess yes, we should. So hopefully that answered Sorin's question. I don't know if it did. Sorry, Sorin. Yeah, well, I mean, to summarise, I think it's there's definitely choices there, but all of us at times found us kind of going, oh, it is that little bit, oh, I, I could take these guys in information, or I could just save those points and put them into a nice, tasty support troop. Yeah. Yeah. 16 points for the, the 105s is just too expensive for me. Yeah. For example, I was I balked twice. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh no! Ooh, ooh, no, that's a bit too much. Yeah, so doable, but you've got to ask yourself why you're doing it. As with everything. As with everything. Why do? I, why am I doing this? Yeah, why am I? Why am I painting these tracks again? What's going on? I yeah. ask you why. I'm about to airbrush them all. What your tracks? Yeah, devil in mud. <laughs> God juice. Yeah, well, the whole thing is about looking at pictures of tanks and going, how often can you actually see the tracks? Or how often is it just the same colour as whatever it's been driving through? Ew. You know, at that point you kind of go, well... Apart from the one guy who did this amazing tutorial on how to weather, he weathered his whole tank, um, and he did amazing like rivet streams and stuff, but he did it on all of the, the road wheels. What? <laughs> I was like, that tank hasn't moved then. He's like, no, no, it's in battle. Like, yeah, that, that's not quite how that works, though, is it? Those bits go round in a circle. Speed of force is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yes, an officer answers from our Facebook page. Do, 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 on the Breakthrough Assault Facebook page. It is a page, yes. Not a group. It's not a group. Find them. Oh, my God. It's just annoying. Mark's looking at listening right now. And yeah. Just... Screw you, Zuckerberg. Gecko. <laughs> but, but, um, but please don't, because that's how we get most of our content. Don't, don't yeah, take that away. I'd probably go yeah. insane if I didn't have Facebook full of cats and war games toys to look at. Um, yes, so if you haven't found it already, go please, what would they say? Like, subscribe, like. click the bell. I don't know. Click the bell? Yeah, it's a YouTube thing, isn't it? We've got to get into that. Because YouTube's so clever that you can subscribe to content, but it won't tell you when new content comes out unless you click the bell, which notifies what? you. Oh. <sighs> oh, dear. We've got to learn all this stuff when we start doing battle reports. Do we? I don't, th I don't feel there's a we in that. There's a we. All right, I'll do it then. Yeah, there you go. That's um, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is if you, if you listen to this and you haven't found our Facebook page for Breakthrough Assault, go find that because that's where we put the request for these questions and other cool stuff like other cool January, stuff, like all of the blog articles and bits and pieces and, and random updates on what we're doing. And you know, it keeps us sane. And if it can help keep you guys sane, that's probably good as well. As guys in the non gender decorative individuals, people. Yeah. Um, so David Palmer, who is neither a guy or a person, but is instead, you know, so you go to Guildford? Are we, David? No, no, no. He's uh, oh. down south, isn't it? Um, surprisingly, he's starting his Hungarian Team Yankee army, which is <laughs> a complete change of uh, direction for, for Dave. 
He only does Hungarians. He only does Hungarians. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice, nice change of pace, though, to get to you know, 1980s. But why yeah. now? Like, Hungarians, it, 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 they've announced the book. It's going to be coming. Or maybe that's why he's doing it now, is to get it out of the way before. Well, will they be in the pact? I don't know if they'll be in the pact book. No, no, no. For, for uh, Flames of War. Oh, I see. I was, oh, okay. So the Minor Axis book has been announced, hasn't it? So. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's trying to get him out of the way before they come out and he can dust off his other toys and add dust more, off his other Hungarians. Add more a million plastic Zervinis or whatever it is. Yep. Um, can you recommend a list using principally T55s? I have bought the Soviet T80 Shock Company box set as it's such good value and hopefully a good starting point. Perhaps T80s yes. as Soviet support to the mighty Hungarians. Uh, I feel like this is a question that I'm not qualified to answer. I think I think Dave's Dave's succumbed to the quality that it, the value that is a start, <laughs> <laughs> and he's now seeking justification from external yeah. sources as to why he's bought something that isn't Hungarian. Well, oh, Hungarian yeah. Hungarians presumably what about the American stuff. You can't use those. To be fair, a lot of that a lot of that stuff in that box will you know is apart from the T eight isn't it? Be freeze the rest of it is fairly. Because yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's basically a million BRDMs, some Heinz and some um, C25s, and that'll fit you in for most of your forces. Um, oh, sorry, I, I, I raised my hand. I, I've made a mistake. I misunderstood. So he's bought the army box. Yes, not the starter yes. box. Oh, okay. Sorry. The, the yeah. starter set for the Soviets. Yes. Yeah, he said the TAT shop company, which is what they have. Well, that's what you said. I read it. I didn't actually listen to what I'm saying. No one should listen. So the bright, I mean, the bright side. So you can take, <laughs> you can take a box and um, obviously have a very self-contained shot company of like one HQT80, two platoons, two T80s. Not very great, but that's the way you do it. And then a BMP3 recce platoon. And then that's still going to probably give you quite a lot of points for BM for T fifty fives because T fifty fives are so cheap. So you can yep. probably have like um, a formation of T fifty fives with the Gaskins and the BRDMs in there. And then probably if you've got any points left over that point, is try and squeeze the hinds in. But um, I think if you're going T fifty fives, be prepared for them the the Soviet um, starter set to be the the most cost effective thing you purchase. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're going to need a lot of them. There's... No, you go over to Fate of the Nation. Yeah, find the Fate of the Nation box sets and get the two Shulkers and T-55s, yeah. Yeah, you need to get the... What's the one that has the Shulkers in? Egyptian. No, the Egyptian ones, T-62s and Shulkers. The um, Syrian one is the T-55, I think. Yes, that's right. You want the Syrian one, because that gives you Shulkers. If you get the PAVN... Um, Nam one that gets you the long barrel. Yeah, you see, there's an SU fifty-seven. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, what would you use as an analog for the Hungarians, though, Lee? Would you use East Germans or Poles or Czechs or even Soviets? I would probably lean. Oh me! Towards... When yeah. you're not strong. I'm just trying to think. I probably go towards Czechs. I'm not, not seeing the Hungarians being highly motivated. Well, after the um, the push thing that failed. Well, after the Hungarian Revolution and stuff like yeah. that, certainly, yeah. So, you know, kind of, I, I, I'd probably go checks, and but not using the Czech unique kit unless the Hungarians had it as well. So, what? Yeah, poorer motivation. Yeah, I try. I try to think. I know 
I'm trying to think if it's the Hungarians or Bulgarians that had T-62s. I know one of them. Is it one of the one of the minor Warsaw Pat allies had T-62s? So the only ones that did. Mm. I, can't, I can't remember if it was Hungarians or if it was Bulgarians. By the way, yeah, you could go. Like, you could go something like the Czechs. Um, take them. Take all the standard kit rather than Czech kit. Yeah, no Danas. No Dana International. No. But you Listen. could use the Soviet air power support, couldn't you? At that point, you could use all the frog, frog, frog yeah. Now, obviously, with the new book coming up, they might. There's rumours they might put in um, another Warsaw Pact air option in, which might you know change that equation. But for now, that's it. Go. Way to go. Would, so, would a bit of artistic license in terms of Team Yankee being, you know, not real history, but kind of based in history. What? Outrageous accusation. <sighs> As it didn't actually happen. What? <laughs> Are you sure? Would there be a case for using T-80s as perhaps a special crack Hungarian company? I don't think the T-80s were used outside of the Soviet no, main force, were they? I know they weren't. And I think the Soviets would be trying to get as many as they could for themselves, because obviously they didn't come off the production. Because it's so, it's so brand new and so hush-hush, really, I think they would be very reluctant to give it to anyone. So, um, just, just looking it up quickly, the Hungarians did have T-72s. So they had about 100 T-72s in the infantry, apparently. Oh, cool. So you could have... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in 1988, they had 1,200 T-54s and T-55s. And hundred T seventy twos. Would they have? Would they be BTR and BT, BMP infantry as well? Then B, BMP one slash two. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't say. Just, just, just literally, the just, just quickly looking at Wikipedia. I'm going to try and find a more detailed account of the Hungarians and Cold War. Get that answer. I'm just saying that you know they gifted uh, a company of T eighties to smooth over the Hungarian high command. Well, the Hungarian elite guard. Yeah. The Hussars. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they. Have, so description, leading description is Hungary had the smallest number of aircraft and least equipment in the Warsaw Pact. So you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> off to yeah. a fire. Yeah, I'm just saying with the what if element, there is a bit of artistic license. They they would be in South Ag as well, wouldn't they? Presumably, so they'd be up against the potentially the French. Yeah. Americans. See, I'm going to flip yeah. this head. Maybe a better way of doing the Hungarians because they didn't have the whole, like, and, uh, as far as I know, they didn't have the old officer corps and, like, um, non commissioned officer corps, but say the, you know, Poles and East Germans do. I think the better way to do it is to use the Syrian list. I was going to ask you about that, whether you looked at something in Team Nenki, even if it's the Iraqis. Yeah, so if you go, Sy- if you go Syrians, of course, they can have the Soviet allies that cuts up most of the French stuff. You still got the T-55s, you still got T-62s, but certainly haven't got those, didn't got those. The T seventy twos, all that kit, and you're only, you know, confident, trained. It's not sorry, confident conscript kind of thing. It's not over egging the pudding in terms of their training or their motivation. I'd probably I'd probably inclined to go that way, go Syrian rather than anything else. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good analogue. Yeah. Right, next one. Uh we've already answered that one. Uh, Scott Atkinson asks, first question is, why can't you guys pronounce my name correctly? It is an English name after all. We're all special. Well, yeah, you don't pay money to be nice to. Second question is, four shilkers and four gophers, or two tungusters, 
and four Gaskins. That sounds like the Noah's Ark. Like four the time. shooters and four gophers. Yep. Four, yep. obviously, cannon-armed tank holes. And then the gophers are the AA... SA, yeah, SA-14. Sorry, SA-13. Are they themselves. on the BMPs or are they on the little wheeled holes? On the, they're on the MTLB chassis. Yeah. The track chassis. So tra- they're yeah. the tracked ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're slightly better than the... Um... The missile's slightly better than the Gaskin. Um, Gaskin, yeah. Gaskin's the one based on the BRDM. Oh, okay, so with the wheels. Yeah. yeah. So that's and basically four, what, what he's trying to do there is... Two Tungusters and four Gaskins. Yeah. So what he's trying to do there is basically give... That's exactly the same amount of points for those two options there, because two Tungusters, I think, were about... They're eight, eight, aren't they? Eight points. Yeah. Just literally grabbing my, card, grabbing my card thing here. Um, so it's... Ooh, it's a good, it's a good question. Um... I, I mean, if you can't squeeze the points in the get, my my, my go to is four Tunguskas and and four Gaskins, which obviously is finding four points from somewhere that you might not have. But to my mind, it's the best way of doing it because it's giving you, well, best way, you know, it's giving you more missiles and the gun option as well. Yeah, so four two Tunguskas is four points. So that's the same as four Shulkers. Um, actually, actually, he's undo himself there. That's not the same. Because two Tunguskas and four Gaskins is what he said. It's only six points, whereas Gas- Shulkers and Gaskins is yeah, eight points. What boxes do they come in? All support. All, yeah. well, now, now, but, like, how many per box do you get? Because oh, Tunguskas are two. Shulkers, Shulk, uh, Shulkers are in twos. Gophers yeah, are in twos. twos. They'll be in twos. And gas has been box of five BRDMs or four BRDMs, whatever it is. Now they will, yeah. So you're paying, so it's either four boxes or two boxes worth of models. Yeah. I mean, I reckon you go with, I reckon you go with Tunguska and Shulker because it's giving you a better missile attack overall and it's giving you a better uh, equivalent cannon because they're both firepower five. But, Tunguskas uh, and Shulkers, sorry? No, Tunguskas and Gaskins. Oh, right, there you, go. Sorry, you said you said Shulkers. I was like, yeah. that wasn't an option, Lee. You can't just make up your own ones. <laughs> to me, I I don't like I like single purpose things. So yeah, I go the, the four the four Shulkers. Um, I don't know four Shulkers, four Gophers. Maybe mm-hmm. how many points is that? That's eight points. Yeah, and then if you really wanted to, you could go Gaskins as well because there are, I think you can have all three supports. If you really oh, wanted to know, there's definitely ways of doing it because you've got generally the formation will have a sandbox and an AA box, yeah. and then the force has yet another sandbox. So, you know, it's a how many points of gophers are they? Are they eight? Standby, right? So, gophers are SA 13 gophers are two for two or four for four. You like geckos, sorry, geckos, yeah, sorry, geckos. So, geckos are basically four for two or eight for four, they're the same points as Tunguska. But they're way. Mm. They're just the problem I always have with missile systems is that they do one thing. Mm. Yeah, that's what you just said you liked, though. Yeah, but <laughs> no, no, I didn't finish. I didn't finish. I didn't finish contradicting myself. Um, no, in that, that my problem is when you start get, like buying the gecko, that's a lot of points to only do one thing. Yeah, I like the gophers and gaskins because they're cheaper. And they only do one thing. So if you don't, if your opponent doesn't bring any anti-air, you're like, meh. Oh well, or, or any air. Sorry. 
Huh? Which ones are amphibious? Which ones are amphibious? Yeah. Um, I think the, the gas gasking is. That's yeah. it. The gopher isn't. The shulker and, isn't. And the gecko isn't. Gecko is. You're right. So, at the very worst case, if they doesn't have anything, you can just drive them around down, up and down the river. river. Yeah. Let's get back to the naval game idea again. Isn't yeah. It? Wait a minute. <laughs> Messing about on the river. There's definitely a there's definitely a school of thought for all of those things, though, isn't there? Within yeah, the Soviet. I mean, every time I've tried to use my shilkers when they don't have air, it's ended badly. Well, what have you been shooting? Well, trying to take out infantry or light tanks or like there's only always I always end up overextending and right. then I get minced. At which point, yeah, they're not heavy armoured. Yeah, but at which point? You might you're better off just spending the points on really good anti-air, and then not being tempted into the lose-lose situation. So your your answer, Eddie, is four geckos. Yeah. <laughs> Lee's answer is Tunguskas and Gaskins. Gaskins, and my answer is Gophers, Gaskins, and Shilkers. So there you go. Comprehensively <laughs> conclusive. Yeah, conclusive. <laughs> I mean, even because um, geckos are Roth two each. Three. Roth three. They're Roth three. Yeah, and they can reach the whole board. Yep. So yes, they're they're, they're probably the yeah they're the most expensive option, but they're the ones that are going to cause an issue for your opponent, no matter what they are. Even if you just buy a box of two. Mm. Yeah, but isn't, isn't the missile system on the? On the um, Tunguska, similar to the the Gecko, it's basically some. Yeah, you know, they're both firepower free, and the Gecko Tunguska is only rate of fire two versus Gecko right of fire three, and the range is slightly shorter at sixty four versus seventy two inches. Mm. It's making quite a good case for the Tunguska, to be honest. Yeah, um, the Tunguska is far better than the, than the Gopher in ter- as a missile system. It's still got the same rate of fire, but higher firepower and a better range. Plus, apart, it's got you know, coaxial guns as well. But it's not as good as the Apart from if you're going down a river, yeah. Apart from if you're going down a river. In that very specific <laughs> scenario, yes. <laughs> That's tricky. That's trickier than I thought it was going to be, actually. Well, there's, no, there's no bad answer around this, per right. se. See, I'm not used to all these options with my Iranians. We get shilkers <laughs> and, and we're grateful for yeah. them. Yes. Thank, thank you, Iraq. We we love your captured chilkers. <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, top fan William White and the internet famous as well. Bill White, sorry, I should say. <laughs> as we found <laughs> out. <laughs> to a cracking start. <laughs> to a cracking start. Uh, what are we spending? What are we spending the five cents a day on that he sends us? And do we now have to share it with Ben and Adam? Um, I'm not sharing anything with Ben and Adam. Only when they steal our lunch money from us. <laughs> Adam's mean. He's the worst. Yeah. Uh, I, I, t- I sent him a picture of what I've spent mine on, didn't I? Yep. <laughs> Quality ch- surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I... The serious answer is right now we're going to build up a contingency fund just in case we ever need to like self-fund hosting and that. 
And then once we get that established, then next big thing will be like, say, probably try to get a camera and some directional mics. But yeah, I that's a serious we, boring answer. I thought we were going to re make a reproduction of a super Sherman. Uh, sorry, <laughs> super Pershing. Well, it keeps changing. It's going to be a super something. Yeah, but I <laughs> super soaker. <laughs> we can afford. <laughs> but yeah, thanks to our patrons for the for the money. It, it all goes really, to the course. I've not been. I, yeah, and it it really does. Uh, we always get excited when we get a new one. Um, just more for the sake that someone actually pay money to listen to this and name drivel that they could listen to for free. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, it is appreciated. And uh, who knows? Who knows what we'll spend it on, depending on what we get. Um, probably not Hookers and Blow. Oh, that's a great book. Because we've already got a copy of that. So Yeah. They did save Christmas, just as a spoiler. They did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alex Anderson asks, if all the one-point vehicles were dropped into an arena to fight, who, oh, would, now come we're talking. Out, who would come out on top? And why? I presume is that a Team Yankee one point question? Or if... Transports from mid war. <laughs> wow, that, they're not winning anything. <laughs> exactly, no one would target them. Was well, so they just gently poop poop round? Little CW fifteen weight tillies would be driving around in circles, and uh, everyone would ignore them and uh, kill each other, and then they'd be alright. Oh, oh. The one point vehicles at this point. Well, for me, for the, for going back to Iranians, T sixty twos, T fifty fives, Shilkers. Oh, I think your T sixty two may win in a fight against an Opal truck. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I'm fairly confident of that. There's, there's YouTube evidence of that happening, especially consider like the only other one point things like. BRDMs and looks. I can think of <laughs> Look, the twenty wheel cannon. What about what about in um, Flames of War? You what could have ah oh, oh, you see. Now here's oh. an interesting thing. How long does the fight go on for? Because you could get your one point pound of three OP. It's hit on fours and it has. Um, oh my god! It's got scout. It doesn't have. Uh, no scout is scout is plus one to save, isn't it? Yep, not spearhead. Doesn't have spearhead. So yeah, so it'd be hiding there, hitting on fives, hitting on sixes in terrain. Does that mean gun? Doesn't mean gun, does it? No. no but it doesn't. It, it has an MG, <laughs> but it doesn't. It just needs to be not be threatening. Because if you had one T sixty two versus one T fifty five, everything else is going to be going against them. <laughs> right. So you've just got to hope that you know. You can kill your unarmoured, you know, that would be my first answer because this little MG would be going around machine gunning my little um, truck cards. Yeah, I'm going to say a Panzer 3 OP. It's OP. <laughs> it's literally OP. Wasn't the Sherman OP a point as well? I don't say that. Yeah, I think Sherman is. I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right there. I mean, the, the, British one, the British one had that weird thing. We could have an Auster, um, a Universal Carrier, or a Sherman, all for one point each. And the Sherman, Why would you not take the Sherman every single time? Well, yeah. American Force D-Day. 
Oh, see, American ones are three points. I'm just looking at it because their main gun is still operational. Maybe a British one isn't. Oh, my God. You can't even have a bloody Piper Cup because they're two points. Yeah. That's not fair. <laughs> you can't have a Piper. Why would you want a Piper Cup? To... Ah. I suppose you could just fly away. That'd be fine. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, just call in the artillery on the, <laughs> on the poor arena of death. Oh. <laughs> um, your M8 Greyhounds and Jeeps are one point each. I'm just saying. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to see your Panzer three OP and take my Sherman OP, which uh, still has no main gun, but it's armor six in the front and the Scout. So yeah, all the advantages <laughs> of the Panzer three, but better for the same points. <laughs> what about the um, rocket uh, Jeeps? Or the tow Jeeps. Yeah, tow jeeps and the recordless rifle jeeps. Uh, the tow jeeps are a point. The recordless rifle jeeps, I think, are half a point each. Two, two of them. That'd be quite scary. Oh, what's the, what's the T thirty four in, in, in favor of the nation? Oh my god! Uh, Nothing. Each. Are they really? Yeah, because it's fate of the nation. It's it's early. What do you call it? Early late. Team Yankee War. Well, I just remember facing 33 of them versus my three macaques, you know. So. <laughs> yes! Well, I've sold 20 deep, of them, so. Deep scar. <laughs> deep scar. They cut it down to a platoon of 10. What more do you want? <laughs> okay. I've got 10 to repaint as the Soviet forces, anyway. Um, what's, what's next? Oh, I was just trying to find out what the bloody, um, how many points a big uh, 18 was. For a, a, a Egyptian big 18s. Big 19. Big 19. Yeah. How many points are they? So that's one point, then you're all, you can automatically win. Oh, they're more, they're more than that. There's no air support that cheap. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think the frescoes are in fate of a nation. I, don't think I think they're four points for six or something stupid. Or... They're basically nothing. I suppose some, the 62s, sorry, the 65 and the uh, 55 will have coax AAMG. I'm just Egyptians. Oh, that's Syrian. Forces. A MiG 17 fresco. Yep. You get two for two points. It's, it's one point. There you go then. So it's a point each. That's a fast jet. So for a fast jet. machine guns. I can't have extra plus one to hit to shoot back. <laughs> <laughs> With um, bombs. So anti tank three two at firepower bomb, yeah. But you're ranging in on a on a, on a massive um, five plus. Five you're probably better find the gun because most of the one point things are going to be better than you know well below side armor one. So anti tank six is going to be pretty messy against them. Yeah. So there you go. I think that that get my vote. Mig eighteen. Seventeen. Mig seventeen. Just add one. Yeah. Ironically, the uh, the Syrians have the same price. The same price. Yeah, the skill six. Yeah, yeah, skill six. Skill mm-hmm. six. Yeah, a point each. Does that mean you'll get the Syrian and the Egyptian Mig uh, Mig seventeen? We'll have a dogfight first to see who survives. <laughs> that would be awful. That would take forever. <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Top fan Jacob Hopkins 
Uh, it says, how to beat US armoured rifle rushes asking for a friend. Smiley face. So he's not asking for a friend at all? Lies. Lies. Asking people. Lies. To believe. Uh, armoured rifles are tough. I they think are. they've got a big nerf because the bazookas aren't that great with the whole... They got Because the, the, the whole two stands... Don't forget the two stands hit on plus one. Why do they hit on plus one? Because they're a two-stand team. What do you mean in combat? Uh, for shooting. What? That's not a thing, right? Yeah, bazookas aren't as powerful as assault seems to be, no. Oh, I see what you mean. Sorry, an assault's not in... for sh- I thought When you said shooting, I thought you meant actually shooting, not... Mm. Is it not shooting? No. Shooting. no. shooting as well. Nope. No, shooting's just normal. They're slow firing, which means they've got plus one, but they always had that because they were at fire one back in the day anyway. I need to play some games, man. My brain is, the rules are just leaking yeah. out of my head. <laughs> well, I think the thing to stop, try and stop it on that, I guess, is lots of like lower AT to try and get them out of the um, half tracks. Or do you think they were just bomb rushy without the half tracks? Yeah, rushing without your half tracks. Half traps are. Um, very rare that you actually get in them, don't you? Oh, speak for yourself. Just, <laughs> you're, just, you're just as quick on foot. Well, in fact, you're quick with my 21st Panzer, but let's not go into that right now. <laughs> but they were worth the money, mate. Uh, they're really not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they really weren't. Um, uh, I, I, artillery? Good artillery is probably an answer to that. They're not got the highest motivation. Actually taking machine guns? Machine gun team might not be a bad shout. HMG, yeah. Yeah, were they four points usually for Grenadier, something like that? Yeah, not bad. I mean, a lot of time you can get, you know, in, in platoon um, MGs, can't you? You, you go, generally get an extra... Yeah, you yeah. go something like Beach Defenders with Panzer Shrek still the half-tracks, and then MG still stumbles out of the burning half-track. <laughs> you know, compare it up with some cheap Pack 38s um, for point defence... Oh god, are they the fifty mils? Yeah, yeah. Cause you're, oh you're, god, they, I mean, they are they are like cheap as chips if, you, if in late war, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're definitely well, cheap. As cheap as, as cheap as German stuff gets. Sorry, I'll have yeah. that caveat there before anyone gets. <laughs> yeah, they're not that cheap. Um, that's probably not a bad shout actually, because that's going to be pretty cheap, like overall. And the mortars are good. You can get cheap mortars, I think, with the beach defenders as well, can't you? Yeah, that's probably yeah. not a bad. Bad counter at all. I'm just looking now, actually, just to see if they do get... Yeah, they do, yeah so beach defenders get five points for free five-centimeter tank guns. Uh, and if you're playing out of theatre, so I imagine Soviets would be quite a good counter. Yeah. What's well, that? Pay, pay for pack front. They put those five-centimeters as gun, as gun nests. There you go. Yeah. Oh, six points. Yeah, double the cost of that platine. individual. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's six points, isn't it, for the the unit? Yeah, yeah. glorious. I'd by love the, that. By the, by the HMGs for three points, I put them into the machine gun nests. Yep, which again uh, nearly doubles their points. I mean, just leave those scattered around your platoons, which have their own MGs and Panzer Fuhrmanns, and go come at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awful. Can you imagine? I paid six points to put these three pack fifties, uh, three fifty mils in pack nests. Oh, okay. 
be fair, the Germans did put five centimeters in pack this. So I feel like I'm historically accurate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This is the this it's just the uh, the the skewiness of points sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, six points for those. <laughs> yeah. So I've just I've just gone back through and found I've got the old V4, which is the version three late war rulebook. So unless the wording has changed, it is just assault. Small small infantry teams mounted on small bases with two or less miniatures, excluding unit leaders, promotion commanders. Had their score hit increase assaults increased by one. Yeah. Okay. Why shooting. Uh, I think it's the slowest fire thing. I think Lee's right that you, you do take a penalty for wandering around trying to shoot yeah. stuff with bazookas, but yeah. And yeah. So you should. Yeah. Dirty bazookas. I love them. <sighs> Lots of machine guns, artillery. Fifty mil packness. 50 mil That's a, uh, such a corner piece, it's glorious. <laughs> Malcolm S. Rogers asks, do you think the Soviets are ever going to get another helicopter, possibly one with Hunter Killer, and do you think it will be in the new Warsaw Pact book? No. <laughs> oh. Roy Hood asks, no. <laughs> um, no, that's purely because I, I, it should, I thought it would be in the you know, Soviet book. I'm not entirely sure it's anything new for the Warsaw Pact unless somebody had the e-version. Did they? Pardon? They just didn't use, like, hunter-killer tactics. No, so what what would have got it is if um, they played with the timelines and put the Hokum or Havoc in early, which is basically, the Hokum is a coaxial rotor tank hunter, and the Havoc was the one that looks like a scaled-up Apache. Um, and they both were really moving towards that kind of mentality of being more of like um, a standoff pop-up attack. Yeah. Certainly the Havoc, the Hokum, I'm not convinced, really did that. Cause it was a single-seat helicopter. Because the Soviets were playing around with the idea of making a helicopter more like a Su-25. And then they found that actually you know, helicopters are really hard to fly. This is a bad idea. Let's make it a <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit busy. There's a lot going on. So if they put the Havoc in, that could be a justification for... Um, Hunter Killer. The problem is the Havoc, even by Team Yankee standards, doesn't appear. It exists at that point. They built like a few of them, but it lost the contest to the Havoc. And um, so the Hokum. And they didn't really come back to it again until like way after the Cold War ended. So they probably could, they probably could have squeezed it in. And they would have given it. In the next release, then, yeah? Yeah, so when we, when we, get, the, when we get the version 3 Team Yankee, we might see, yeah, they get, we'll get it then. Yeah, I mean, it's, got, it's got the gun for a BMP as, as it's you know, coact, as like this turret gun. You've then got the spiral two on there and rockets. You've got um, you know, you've got a little compartment to pick up three guys who get shot down because apparently the Soviets looked at um, Desert, Desert Strike computer game and thought it's a good idea. Yes, you just drop the little ladder down, which yeah, is yeah. where to get, and the guy doesn't run to it for ages. It's a really weird thing. It's like a little avionics compartment. And they designed it so you could get like three. The crew basically of another helicopter in if it got shot down, which beats strapping to the outside, which is what Apaches do. So yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, like actually, that, that's quite ahead of its time considering yeah. what. <laughs> so only thing I could see going into a Warsaw Pat book would be the thirty mil cannon armed Hind, which a I'm not sure if the Warsaw Pact had it. You know, the Soviets did, but I'm not sure if the Pact Allies did. And b is that enough of a change to justify a whole other thing? You might be able to do it as like a add-on resin bit but the nose would have to change to what does that give you in game as well like it's not 
Yes, it was. It's better than that little twelve point seven it's currently armed with. But yeah, it's not. You're still mostly there for the missile attacks, right? Yeah. But is, the, is the doctrine there for hunter killer? That's the other thing. No, they're not. No. Not the hind. Not the hind was like a fire bomber, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. I think it had enough power to hover hover for too long. So. <laughs> I was uh, I was those big wings. Biggin Hill at the Biggin Hill Air Show, um, and the Polish uh, Air Force brought over one, one of their hinds that they'd done up. In, it's the one that looks like the uh, it's got the xenomorph alien scheme on it yeah um absolutely beautiful paint scheme and they did a, a force demonstration so they had a they chucked a, a a guy out the back with a parachute to replicate the downed fighter you know down pilot yeah. kind of thing and they came in and they had two they had a what's the actual transport the hips they had hips yeah so they chucked a guy out of the hip with a parachute landed on the airfield and then they came in and had the hind coming in and beating up the airfield as a sort of protective gunship as the hip came in a load of guys ran out grabbed him chucked him in the back and flew off kind of thing yeah and uh all the time they had the hind going around um interestingly with the, with its gear out and the commentator said it um, yeah they, they put the gear out because they're going they're in the dead man's curve they're so slow and so low if they have an engine failure it's going to come down you know, yeah they haven't, they haven't got the height to auto rotate they haven't got the speed to auto rotate um, so they had the gear out just to absorb the crash, basically, uh, which is apparently standard operating procedure, um, which is why half of my Russian guys have gear out for the Heinz. Oh, man, I wish you told me this before I assembled the Heinz. Well, you mine. didn't ask. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is, was Cold War era, because I don't think they would care about it that much back then. Uh, but at least now. So they had this, this Heinz going around in this patrolling figure of eight, just looking menacing. Um, I was there. My old man was next to me, and he's a ex territory army for Remy. And I said, "You're right, Dad." He goes, "Yeah, yeah." Just realizing that I'm watching an airplane. If I, if I saw, uh, you know, thirty years ago, back when we saw it, uh, you know, I'll be having a really bad day. <laughs> yeah. I need some new trousers. Yeah, I need some new trousers. Um, but no, it's awesome. Just this massive massive helicopter they are absolutely huge but also lee i'm not being funny don't you need some more hinds anyway so yeah there you go maybe well that's, that's the thing for lee to read <laughs> that's, that's at least what they said about the polish doctrine at you know modern day deployment mm. i don't know whether or not that's true for um during the cold war but then at the same time half of mine will be landing anyway to drop off their their platoons so just think about it. One thing I could squeeze in is the hip. That hip model that was kicking around that they got released uh, last yeah. year. The one that was supposed to be for terrain. Is that right? Yeah. The terrain one? Hmm. A hunter killer hip. That's a bit of a leap. <laughs> that's 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 uh, in life, I think as well. It's Team Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Roy Hood asks, what is all the hype for the M eighteen Hellcat? I'm sorry, uh, repeat the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a sexy little beast. <laughs> That's why, isn't it? It's just sexy. But also, it's got the bloody um, 90 mil. No, it hasn't. Hasn't it? No, no, no. The, the, the Hellcat was the M18. M36 Jackson had the 90 mil. Ah. Okay. So the M18 is the one that did like 60 miles an hour down the autobahn. Yes. <laughs> Because when your opponent builds really good infrastructure, you, you just take <laughs> advantage of. 
That's like comments were doing that when they're doing the the, the the rush to the elbow that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 just cool. It's just it's a smaller footprint, I think, than an M10 Wolverine. Yes, yes, yeah. So it's better as a little ambushy type thing. You can sneak it around a bit, but ultimately it's basically the same. It'll be quicker. It'll have less armor. Um, yeah. But they just... and, it, and it should have been in DNA. <gasps> Oops. Oh, Task Force Alpha. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Bit of a yeah, callback there. I mean, I wouldn't see it being a million miles away if they released a command card to use them. Uh, I think they'll just when they put come out in the bulge, they'll tell you you can use them as a um, a support option for D Day. Well, it's yeah. kind of like the German books where you choose, you choose your book for the for the um, force support to be from, and you add whatever formation you want from the other books. Yeah, you could probably do the same thing that way with with the, with the Americans at that point. I, I think it would probably be something similar, which would be nice. It'll be nice to have it as an option. They're not, I guess, I don't think they're they're there. Yeah. From my perspective, I've got them for my um, uh, second infantry division. As support because they would have been on the peninsula, so it kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, they're not any they're not any different to an M10, really. Like I said, they'll be less armor, a bit faster, same gun. So there'll be a million points then, judging by the current. Yeah, the the the, the prevalence for points being heavy on things that are fast. Yeah, definitely. There'll be all the points. There there probably will be more points because. There, there seems to be a, a favouring of fast stuff. Phil, uh, Phil loves his speed. Speed, <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a battle cruiser. Speed will be my armour. Oh God, no! We definitely need armour, proper armour. <laughs> Actual armour. Yeah. Oh my God, it's not armour at all. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, Dragutin Marinovic asks, "Who would win?" An M1A1 or 200 T3485s. Oh my god. What's the side armor of a T34? Uh, sorry, an uh, M1A1? 10. So, so the, the M1A1, presumably. Well, I'm going to go with T35. It just can't kill just those T34s. It's like when Magax against Magax. When, um, yeah. no, that was 33 of them. Um, See, I'm going to bring it up twice in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you're bitter at all. Um, so I, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go T thirty four eighty five. So I, as long as there's one T thirty four eighty five at the end of it, it's a win. If you're, as long as M one A one smoking. Yeah, you could literally crash one hundred ninety nine T thirty fours into the side of the M one A one. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the advantage the M one A one's got that the Magac didn't is it can move and shoot and still with no effect. So. If I'm not tied to holding an objective, I'm just, you know, the M1A1 can just be doing a slow circle around the T-34s, just to try to kill as many of us as it can, whilst keeping its front pointing towards them. How much ammunition does an M1A1 carry? Not 200 rounds. <laughs> Maybe the, 50 cal, the AA-50 cal. Um, I mean, I, 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 I'm going to guess it's something like um, 40 rounds. That's about, that's about normal for a modern tank, isn't it? Let's go grab see my M1A1 book's got it. The, but the issue is always going to be is that, like you said, if it's if they've got AT12 and the side armour is only 10 on Abrams, you only need some to get through. Right, so 
New Vanguard M1 Abrams um, book says armament M1 M256 120 cannon ammunition stowage 40 rounds stowed 40 rounds so there you are I kill 40 T30 T30 you're dead <laughs> yeah. yeah M1A1 I think sorry T34 yeah <laughs> Until they start putting ramming rules in, they probably would go the M1A1's way. Well, it's <laughs> yeah, it did, yeah, it all comes down to it's like most things with Planes of War. It's all very well paper hammering this, but then you say, okay, so there's no objectives, and the M1A1 starts on the board outside, you know, at yeah. at max range. At which point it comes down to who's got the most fuel. <laughs> a fully loaded M1A1 can probably drive further if it's conservative with its fuel than a, a, a T34 can. I know, you can set with its fuel and jet engine power tank in the same sentence. <laughs> yes, but it's probably carrying more. Probably is, yeah. You've yeah. got higher energy density and jet fuel as well, I think. Yeah. All right. So you could just drive away, <laughs> wait for the T-34s to drive at you, run out of fuel, and then pick them off from outside the T-34s range. <laughs> then go. Then drive back, get more ammo, <laughs> then come back. <laughs> So it's not always who has the biggest stick. Uh, and that was the last question. There you go. Good questions again. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, because we, we tr- Soren did ask it as a question, but we did it as a challenge. Which so. is a whole segment, which, if you're lucky, could happen to you. <laughs> ask the right, right question. Ask the right question, and we'll give you a wrong answer. That's the wrong question, and get like like the GCHQ ask, asking you more yes. questions. <laughs> I do hope my face worker is having a good 2021. <laughs> it can't be any worse than 2020, can it? <laughs> oh God, he's probably he's probably laughing at his his Langley counterpart and what a bad day he's having. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, at least have, at least doesn't have to have a can of mace in his top drawer. Yeah. <laughs> Sifting, sifting through parlour at this very moment, looking for evidence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our, par- our parlour page roll that has been postponed. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, got to laugh. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd cry. Yeah. Right. The arbitra- Oh, no, we've got to shoot and skip. You know what it is? I got all clever, and all the segment heads I put in bold, apart from that last one. Oh, too much organisation. I thought you needed a wee or something. Yeah, he's off. Off. He's a flush at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, so um, tonight's dice is not a custom one. It's actually on the main range. I didn't realise was in the bag. I'm going to do it because it's 8th British Armoured Brigade, Ooh. which was what Free RTR was in um, in the push into Tunisia. Ooh. So that's yeah. a pretty cool dice. It's got a little red, little red fox head, basically, stylized fox head on the you know, background. What does the fox say? I'm showing my age there, aren't I? <laughs> what does it, the fox say? Dude, you, you, you're the youngest of the three of us. I'm not sure. Oh, I, I can't. It's <laughs> game over, man. <laughs> so um, I'm trying to remember. I think British are still trained, aren't they, in mid-war? Although they both point, both point RTR have had a fairly busy two years. <laughs> so. Busy. They've had some on-the-job on the training. Yeah. 
Right, so um, four plus. It's a one. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't worth arguing about. Like my British guys. <laughs> yeah, shoot and scoot. Mm, no. Well, yeah, I normally try to use the shoot and scoot to move the grants forward at that point. So, um, you know, fire the gun, move forward a little bit. Fire the gun, move forward a little bit. That's why I get confused. He wants to go backwards? Shoot in advance. <laughs> shoot him forward. Scoot, scoot. We don't scoot here. This is the British Army. <laughs> Who do you think you are? It's a scoot-free zone. It's a scoot-free area. Ah. The Armoured Train Regular Podcast you've been listening to was Shoot and Scoot, the Planes of War podcast and the team at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and was brought to you by support for Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War and QAnon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ask going to be another watch list. Yeah. <laughs> That's another watch list. All I can hear in my head now is phenomenal. QAnon. QAnon. I'm trying to write Islamic writing on the side of a BMP. Uh, watch list. Yeah. yeah, watch list. It's quite hard. I mean, yeah, googling things like Iran Iraq War tank platoon t- markings. It's probably yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not great. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like the idea that the guy's actually into Flames of War and just uses it as an excuse. <laughs> what? Just yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm definitely paying attention to them. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. You know, no, this is this is a high. They can't come off the list because they keep, they, you know. That's weird. We've got an anonymous, anonymous patron from Cheltenham. Yeah, <laughs> for a million pounds. Oh, I love that. <laughs> for a million pounds, yeah. <laughs> Defence spending is high this year.